You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We are born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. Here we belong. All right. Good morning, everybody. It's 9.03 a.m. The 26th of February. Dick is skipping the mornings here on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Connor's FM 104.5, 106.1. And uh, Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy broadcasting live, 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 live. We are here hanging out in the Lone Star Community Radio studios. Today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All your small business office cleaning needs can be one time to schedule cleaning with Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, 832-689-7996. And also, C3 Creative Content Creations, video, social media, writing. If it's creative and tangible, they do it. C3thewoodlands.com. Today's special guest, we have Jay Stilberg coming in later, and uh, it's going to be around 10 o'clock. So if you have questions for Jay, visit on Facebook or you can text call 936-228-9368 at any time. That's our message line. Dickandskippy at gmail.com. And, of course, facebook.com slash dickandskippy. All right, let's get on with it. Uh, it's a big weekend here for Conroe. Several big events happening. Uh, the Texas, uh, Texas Independence Day celebration is happening tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Here in downtown Conroe at Heritage Place. It's going to be a fun time. There's going to be vendors. There's going to be reenactors. I mean, there's just going to actually it's gonna be a fun time. So bring the family, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Saturday is absolutely free. So that's going to be good. Heritage Place, which is uh, Heritage Park. I'm sorry. Uh, everyone kind of knows where that is. It's like the, the mini amphitheater here um, here in Conroe. So just come down. If you see a Texan, old-style old Texas Independence Texan kind of guy, you're in the right place. Uh, another big event happening. So if you see a lot of, like, just decked out trucks in the Conroe area. The Lone Star show, uh, Throwdown's happening. Oh, the right. Lone Star Throwdown. The Lone Star Throwdown. Keska say the Lone Star Throwdown. Uh, if you don't know what it is, is this Sean, like hands on hard body Sean, thing? Do you want me to show you what it is? You put your hand on the I truck, think, and I the think, last person standing gets the truck. Uh, no, I, I mean it wouldn't surprise me if they have that. Let's see. There's a story behind that. Well, yeah. There's a story behind everything. No, right? there's a good story behind that. Oh, yeah? What was it? Like someone broke up with somebody? Or like what? No, no. It's uh, Tell me yours first, and then I'll tell you mine. All right. Well, I want to show you this. I want to show the audience this at the same time. So this is the Lone Star Showdown. Okay. It's uh, a truck, as you it, said. Yeah, it's decked out. Low riders. Uh, High riders. Yeah, do do, do they still have the thing where you're like... 40 feet up on those hydraulic wheels. And they might have that. I mean, it looks like they have about everything. I miss those. But it's happening at the Lone Star Convention Center over by the amphitheater area and probably the convention center itself mm-hmm. and the park or Is the, it just the a fairgrounds. truck cavalcade? Oh, yeah. You're going to see... Old and new. and Yeah. So if you're driving around Conroe, Montgomery County, Woodlands or whatever, and you see a bunch of nice-looking trucks because the... It's a huge event. Like people come from all over the uh, the country to come to this. I wonder if they're going to have the uh, that Tesla truck that looks like a UFO or a James Bond submarine car. Well, I I mean I think this is more of a truck thing. I don't think it's sedan. 
No, no, no. There is a Tesla pickup truck. Oh, you mean that the, concept one that oh, looks like yeah. something lo- looks kind of like a DeLorean. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know my. Did you or what? Did you watch that video of him trying to show how unbreakable the glass was, and then it breaks? <laughs> well, it's like classic. The, like the guy who uh, was doing the. Uh, there's a blender, like a magic bullet or ninja or something. Like, oh yeah, I don't cut there anything. And he throws in like a wood dowel and it jams it up. He's like, oh well, it's not supposed to do that. Yeah, never didn't see that one, but I bet I can find it for you, Sean. So here's the beauty of theater. So you were talking, we're talking about trucks, and I told you about that. Yeah. You know the competition that's been out there. Are you there. promoting another show somehow? No, 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 no. What's going on right now? No, not at all. I'll promote a show later. But well, what happened was someone wrote a musical called Hands on a Hard Body, which is about a musical about one of these competitions where the last person left yeah. with their hand on the truck. I know it's it. a documentary. Well, I know that the documentary could be. So in Houston, they had this premiere, and the director decided to change the show around put like songs from act two into act one and vice versa and said you know this song belongs to this person instead and never cleared it with the playwright and as a director and a playwright i tell you this is just you don't do that yeah so this is at tuts theater under the stars in houston a big honking deal on their premiere night they're there they did not know that the playwright had shown up to watch it he was so incensed at what well, the changes that he hadn't approved that he had it shut down at intermission. Well, that's one way to get someone to call you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, maybe that's do what that. maybe that's, Tuts has done that a couple of times. Maybe that's how he just wasn't returning his phone calls. So he's like, so, how do I get this guy's attention? I want to change up his play. That'll piss him <laughs> off and that'll get him going. Yep. All right. So yeah, that, that's just a little sidebar thing, but that that and the only other theater thing I'll talk about, I think it's the final weekend this weekend of Odd Couple. Odd Couple over at the uh, uh, right behind us at the Crichton Theater, yeah. starring some good people, and it's a great show. It's funny. Uh, I've been trying to get a ticket, but I may uh, I may have to be standing room only or hear about it from someone else. So get tickets. Uh, there there were some available, usually in pairs. Of course, they're social distancing in there. So enjoy the heck out. Yes, yeah, yeah. I decided not to go to places that social distance. That's what I decided. Just like if they say we got social, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not coming in. I don't care. You got the, you got you got the COVID in there. Speaking of which, have you done any bowling lately? Yes. And how's it coming? It's going good. Cool. Any any new uh, competitions or oh yeah, tournaments they, they, there's or... another tournament coming out in March, and we're looking at doing it. Awesome. So I got paid a hundred dollars, hundred and ten dollars for getting third place. Nice. Yeah, dude. So you're Big a professional money. bowler I now. I'm a, I mean, technically, you're, yeah, I mean, no, yeah. you're legally a professional bowler. If you need a gutterball specialist, I'm your huckleberry. Yeah, yeah. I uh, know. Uh, going today, my buddy from Dallas is coming to town, so we're gonna go later today. So solid. Hang out. Solid. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. But uh, I also want to let our listeners know. Uh, there's a great YPC show coming up at noon today. YPC. Yeah, Young Professionals Conroe. Young Professionals uh, based, of Conroe. It's a show about uh, business, uh, young professionals in the Conroe area. And, they, and inter- they're professional. And they have to be professional. They have to and be they're paid. young. Like me, I'm a young professional I'm bowler. I'm not, so I'm, I'm young, banned from this. I'm a young professional bowler. And young at heart, that's all that matters. And uh, <laughs> even that's out the window. Yeah, H wheels and tire we're in, and I've always wondered about this place because it's it's right outside the outskirts of downtown. Uh, I forgot what road. It's like on Fraser and uh, 
I, I don't know what it might not be. It's not Metcalf. Are we still on the website page? I don't know. Oh yeah, we probably are. <laughs> I haven't been paying attention. That's a lone star throw down everybody. Uh, but yeah, so it's a good show. Check it out at noon. Uh, the brothers come in and talk about starting. Uh, they basically rebuilt the building. They've been there for 19 years. Okay. It's a great story. So, uh, and I felt really bad because I just got my tires done at Discount Tire because of the storm, mm-hmm. the snap. I call it the snap. I like the snap. Snap. The Isn't that what snap. the Thanos thing was? Yeah, I like it. Infinity but War. At least I know what they're talking about. Cold snap. Snap. Uh, and I went to Discount Tire, which I, I decided right then after I met these guys, like, I'm going to go check them out because Discount Tire. Mm. Now, speaking of the snap, isn't, like, today the the season ender of WandaVision? Oh, I have no idea, It usually man. comes out on Fridays. I know you don't I like, though, not, having to wait a week. I have no idea. But I've gone back to my childhood I have not been one. watching a lot of programs. I've been watching Babylon 5 as, like, my I'm going to bed kind of, like, when we wind down show. Okay. But I have not. An oldie but a goodie. But I haven't, like, sat down with my wife to watch a movie. We actually, we talked about this yesterday. We haven't actually had a lot of time together because I've been here and then, except for the cold snap, I was like, I reminded her of that because she's like, we haven't hung out. I'm like, we literally hung out for, like, 36 hours straight in the freezing cold. What what do you want from me? And uh, she didn't like that. But, but yeah, we, we realized we haven't spent a lot of time, so I'm trying to figure out, I wish movies were back. Because we live right by the Grand. Well, now, it was so isn't easy. today like, Tom and Jerry, the movie, yeah. that they're saying in theaters and on HBO yeah, like, Max? Well, what's, what's, so they're coming back. I don't know. Like I know they're coming back, but it's like, usually that's our go-to. Like, hey, we have an extra three hours today. Why don't we just go see a movie and grab, I'll, like, I'll, I'll get some popcorn and you get the drink. You mm-hmm. know, kind of like. We, we have a good date. We actually buy stuff at the... We want to go to the cinema to forget, and I have a feeling going right now with seeing everyone masked and hooded up and, yeah. you know, packaged everything. I, I, I get that. Now, you can kind of snort at the concept of the Tom and Jerry movie, but, I you know, it's got Chloe Morant, yeah. what her name is, and Michael Pena. I mean, these are solid actors well, I, I'm not, I saw. I'm not... And it's why? happy. It's to make yeah. people happy. I didn't say anything negative because about everything. It. Your I face said, said it all. No, what I said, what my face was saying, like I didn't even know it was in theaters because I don't even know if like certain movie theaters are open. What movies? Because now everyone's doing the same day release on their streaming service. Mm-hmm. So when someone says, "Hey, a new movie came," I'm like, "Well, is it probably like on Netflix or something?" Well, they're waiting to see. Actually, it's a brilliant move, and beyond just marketing, uh, I think it's a high level government metric i'm not saying the government's behind it but to determine if people are willing if you have the option stay at home or go out they will they're keeping tabs on the metrics and if yeah, more people they, are opting well, to yeah, go out to the they cinema they just announced the paramount plus which is cbs or whatever cbs all access is becoming paramount plus they're doing mission impossible 7 and another big movie same day release or i mm-hmm. think same day or it might be 30 days after it's released it's going to be on their network now here's the thing i have cbs all access ergo i have paramount plus so i could watch it streaming but i would not mind going to the cinema i haven't been in so i can't even remember the last time i went to the cinema which is sad. Which is well, I mean, I think it was the final Star Wars movie that my daughter and I went to, so we could do the the you know the the special seats that vibrated and moved around. Up. Oh, those are so cool. Wonderful. I really think that's the last time I was at the cinema. Yeah. I, well, it's not even that. It's not going to the cinema. It's more if it's not in the in the front of my mind. It's like, oh, there's a big movie coming out. I want to go see it. But like I. Like Dune was, I think what happened was when Dune got canceled, it took the wind out of your sails. I was didn't like, it? I don't care about movie theaters because you you lied to me. 
So when Dune comes back, your faith well, in humanity yeah. will be restored? Well, I hated about that decision. It was about money. How dare they? I know. Because Tenet came out in theaters. They went for it. They're like, hey, we're going to risk it. Let's go for it. And that was, yeah, it, well, you I saw mean, it happened. And it didn't do that well. And they're like, <laughs> and Dune's like, oh, we can't do that. We, we, even though this movie's been, been done for a year, we can't release it for another year. And then basically by the time, you know, three or four years from now, they're going to have a movie that the technology is so much better. It's going to be a whole, like, it's going to suck. I, they're not dumb in that. I mean, they've got to play the odds. Like, they're holding off the new James Bond movie, but they're not going to wait that much longer because they know sooner or later, pe- you know, people, no, need to people don't care this. now. Because they, they already did all the the release teasers. They did the song. Like, here's the, here's the song. Yeah. Here's the Bond girl pictures. Yeah. Here's the, like, here's some more images. What are they going to just keep releasing images? Like, oh, yeah, here's another here's another trailer for you. Let's see Bond on the motorcycle go up that little cool stair thing and go around circles and it's cool Ashton Martin. Okay, so Cinemark and Lowe's and Alamo Drafthouse and Studio Grill and, and Star Cinema and all you cinemas out there for for the love of Dick, please just start the movies up again for Dick. They're probably already open. I know the Grand isn't. So well, that's prob- that's part of the problem. They're not putting it out. Hey, we're open. Come see us. There's no special deals. I mean, if I was Mr. Cinemark. Let's see if it's open. I would be. Oh, I know the cinemas are open because my Fandango, I've looked from time to time, but they were showing like old movies only. I'm trying to see. But if they're reopening with new movies, Cinemark and Lowe's and whomever, AMC, all need to be just blowing the roof off with special deals. And yeah, you don't know. Yeah. Well, Chris didn't tell me that, punk. Oh, oh, uh, uh, who's he? What's it? Com- He's the manager over there. Well, I mean, they're playing some classic movies today. They got Willy Wonka, mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Breakfast Club, and Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, No Man Land. Okay, yeah, there's some really good movies. Yeah. But I think that's why this whole Samuel release of In the Cinemas and streaming. Let's go see The Marksman. Which one's that? The Border Patrol Liam Nielsen movie. Like he's not on a train this time. He's on the. It, he's in the. So it's the, the same. Border. Same character. He's on the border. Same character. Okay. I like it. I mean, come on. They want to make money. <laughs> Just don't release it in three. I, I uh, yeah, made well, the no. mistake of so watching. I'm gonna laugh about. That. I gotta tell you about this. Okay. So have you seen Ben? You know who Ben Shapiro is Ben Shapiro, huh? So I'm not really sure if he's like a a wealthy dude. But it looks like uh, what's her name? The Gina Garofano. Janine Garofano. Garofalo. It's Italian, right? Yeah, so Janine Garofalo. Am I talking? We talking about the same person? I'm talking about the wrestler person on the. No, I was talking about the activist actress with uh, black hair. Activist, I like it. Uh, no, I'm talking about the Mandalorian actress who. Was oh, in Gina Carano. Yeah, how she got you know let go, and now the Ben Shapiro's yeah, company picked her up. Yeah, she's doing a movie. And I was like, does Ben Shapiro do movies now? I was very confused. So I went to their website, mm-hmm. and apparently they have a movie right now. Uh, the, I don't know what the website's called, but like, it's about a school shooting. And the, the, the main protagonist is a young lady who stands up to, to the, the situation. Empowering. Yeah. I was like, this is a little extreme. Like, I don't know. What you may notice 
or, or, or what's going to happen. But it's, it just made me weirded out because I, when I think of Ben Shapiro, I think of he's like a CNN analyst kind of guy. Well, he's like, not CNN. He's well, you know what I mean. But yeah, kind of guy. When I he's say kind of, when I say kind of guy, gotcha. It's encompassing the whole th- idea. Gotcha. Okay? You know, he's a pundit. Uh, Stephen so, Crowder. It laughed. It laughed. Stephen Crowder's laughed. the guy that does change my mind. Ben Shapiro. Well, isn't Stephen Crowder like a comedian? Yeah, I but he also he, does the change my mind. He goes to campuses and stuff, and it's like you, you know, orange. such and such is stupid. Change they're my said, mind. They're all bait. bait. What do you call it? Bait clicky, clickbaity, clickbaity. But well, that's how they've been to to get audiences behind them. But what's happened with well, you know there is there are more production companies coming out that are conservative based now. Most of them have been religious based, doing movies like Fireproof. Where you know churches will yeah, but that's like bank a, world. I know. But now what's happened is there's been some conservative actors and actresses: Kevin Sorbo, Scott Bio, um, Dean Kane, Christy Swanson, who are forming their own production gonna, companies that are be, conservative. They're going to be horrible. Eh. See what what they need to do and like define horrible. Uh, not fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can have you can have fun. No. Horrible. Well, that's what like I. I, that's a, like one of the main issues I always have with religious movies, especially like Christian movies. They're boring. It's just yeah, it's like it's you got to like, spice hey, you got to spice you know, them up with you know action and stuff. Yeah, and like now, Fireproof was good. Now, see if the Daily Wire, if that's 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 this company, mm-hmm. and because I was just looking it up, mm-hmm. uh, the like if they're gonna make movies like conservative views, it's gonna be bad. No, not conservative views so much. You know, it's they're that gonna, act, they're, actors who won't get like, booted out no, for being no, conservative. the religious movies. Oh, the religious ones, are, yeah. Hit you over the head, and they're, these guys, this guy's movies are going to hit you over the head with... Mm, I'm telling you, man, I don't it's going to so. be horrible. No, it, it, no it's... Uh, I do want to show you this Conservative movie. Oasis. Willie's Wonderland. I do want to show you this movie. That is this like about so, the whale? Oh, no. Okay. Is this a, an orca that, that opens Jurassic no. Park? So this is the new Nicolas Cage movie, guys. Free Willie's Wonderland? Yes. I want to pull it up when this ad's over. Speaking of which, while it happens, I uh, I watched the wife and I watched Con Air yesterday Con. for the first time in twenty years. Okay, so this is Nicholas Cage with a beard, a new hairpiece. Spend the night cleaning Willie's Wonderland, and I will pay to have your car fixed. Deal. You are officially on staff. Let's get the hell out of here. Is this like Zombieland? Here, a grown man scream. This place has a dark history. Or Freddy, what's that? I know the bullshit story. Oh, oh, video game, Freddy Freak, Four Nights at Freddy's or something. Oh yeah, is that what this is? The animatronics come alive. Is that what this is? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Is is this kind of like that Fat Man, the Mel Gibson Santa Claus movie that about someone puts a hit out on Santa Claus? And okay, so kind of satirical. I mean, this uh, this is to me is like if a child was like had a nightmare and his dad was trying to make sure he's okay. He's like, what are you, what are you scared of? The animatronics <laughs> at Celebration Station oh, right? or whatever. Chuck E. Cheese's. So, okay. So he if writes- you don't see it, he is beating the <laughs> snot out of an animatronic oh, that's great. gazelle that came to life. I guess oh. it is zombies. People come back to life. Okay. Yeah. We see Decolletage, uh, so it's going to be one of those movies. It's going to be great. That looks pretty good. I, I like original. Oh. No, it's, here's the thing. It's probably a horrible movie, but it's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm and okay. I'm okay with horrible fun. I'm going to sneeze, so you take it away. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with horrible fun. I think it I mean it's it's weird because you can tell when someone's trying to make a good movie 
but it just falls flat. It's like a lot of the Oscar worthy, like when I put in quotes, like mm-hmm. they're trying to make an Oscar worthy movie, but it's like, it was okay, man. It was just boring. It was like, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, there's certain movies like this movie, for example, you know, it's like, Hey, we're just going to, do something it's crazy. always for what it is. I've, I'm big about you know my like. Hopefully, there's a lot of drugs on set and they're doing them while they're doing them. Make, <laughs> make this horrible movie. Uh, no, I'm all about the for what it is format. Yeah, there. No, me. You for, gotta yeah. turn. You know, sometimes you well, turn that, off your brain. Or that's what I, one thing I'm wondering with Liam Nielsen with all these action movies he makes. When is he? Because he clearly is choosing the right team to make these movies. Because most of his movies in the past 15 years are all the same, but they're well done. Oh, Tom Cruise did the same thing. They're well done. After a while, you play around with different formats, you realize, okay, they want me as the action hero, so I'm going to do yeah, Jack but, Reacher, yeah, I'm going like, to do you, Mission Impossible. You have action heroes like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you got Bruce Willis. There are movies today that are hot garbage. Like, but well, there's a shelf life Liam, for every but actor. Liam, but Liam Nielsen seems to be like he's already because he's embracing the fact he's already made fun of himself in one of the Lego movies. Yeah, but like he's been at able, that point he he's knows been able to be in movies that are somewhat like B minus B taken three, B B minus C C minus uh, on a curve. <laughs> yeah, but most of his movies are good. Like yeah, the newest the newest Bruce Willis movies are garbage. I don't disagree with you on that one. Like, like, and I, it's just, it's kind of like, well, I, I'm a big fan of Steven Skull, and I really love, <laughs> and like, what I love about his new movies is if you ever want to learn, like, what not to do in filmmaking, <laughs> like, you watch any of his movies post, like, 2005, because there's some creative techniques. Oh, I remember use. watching um, Executive Decision, where they make you think it's a Steven Seagal movie, but they kill him, like, three minutes in, and I remember watching the cinema, and they cheered when he dies. Yeah. Because no, he dies ugly, so I too. I you not. There's this movie, I, I, wanna, I can't remember it, but it was... So, uh, for a while, my cousin and I, when Netflix did the DVDs, mm-hmm. we would do only Steven Seagal movies. Oh, my Lord. And when we're talking, like, all the movies that he made overseas, you know, like, I'm talking... You gotta tune into the so, Pluto station, because they may actually have the, a Steven Seagal uh, so, channel. So, there's a hey, uh, movie he was in that he directed, I mean, he didn't direct, he paid for it or whatever... But I kid you not, all the action scenes were action scenes from another movie that he edited into his movie. And then all the, like, this is like the car chase scenes. So, Mm -hmm. and what was funny was I go, I go, Stuart, don't those cars look like they're from, like, the early 90s, late 80s? And he's like, yeah, Hey, is that a 70s station wagon? Yeah, he's like... (laughs) Yeah, because you see... I'm watching the, the French Connection. Yeah, like they're driving down like the I'm streets in Las Vegas or something, and I was like, yeah, those look really old. And I was like, well, let's see what kind of car he's driving. And he's driving like, you know, a a brand new Ferrari or something like that. And I was like, well, that doesn't look like the car that... What? And we looked it up. He used three different movies for all the action scenes. So he didn't, he didn't film any action scenes. He's like, hey, I'm going to pay you. Can I use these cool action scenes and these... This B-roll '80s movie. Hey, as long as it was legal, go for it. Yeah, I was like, I'm telling you, it's, it's so much smart. like Titanic 2, the the straight to DVD movie. Uh, I think it was. What's the tagline? Rent- they did it again. <laughs> Oops, I did it again. No, it's a so bad that it's good movie. It's about a hundred years Ooh. after the sinking of the Titanic. This rich internet billionaire. Well, most internet billionaires are rich, I guess. Played by one of the Van Dyke sons, I think. Decides to rebuild the Titanic, or you know, create the Titanic two, 
and do the same maiden voyage as a and of course people are on board and because of global warming an iceberg breaks free from the north pole <laughs> and comes down and and causes you know Wait. basically does the same thing but what they did is the budget was so low that they shot it on the queen mary which is anchored in i think los angeles and is like 80 years old so there are scenes where they're supposedly on the titanic too but they're standing on the deck and underneath you know above them is the sign where you can see mary oh on the on the like the ship's thing or like there's rust everywhere and they explain it away with well we wanted to make it look like the original titanic is like but the original titanic was brand new when it went down so there was no rust on that it's just so funny again as long as it's legal go for it you know sometimes you got to make a movie uh, I was watching Plan 9 from Outer Space with my wife the other night because she'd never seen it. And, you know, we're cracking up at the cardboard uh, uh, gravestones wobbling and falling over. Not even, you know, not even trying, but, you know, Ed Wood had a vision. I like it. Yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah. I might go to the theater this weekend now that I know they're open. Yep, the theater or the cinema. You get to wear your mask the whole time, though? That would drive me nuts. Probably. Yeah. But I just get one of those. That's where you get the little, you know, dime a dozen kind of papery ones. Yeah, but I can see them going, you can't have that. Like, you got to mm-hmm. have, like, this kind. No, they, that's the whole funny thing about this. They don't care what kind of facial covering as long as it's a facial covering. Uh, well, maybe I can wrap. Maybe I'd be like, hey, can you turn up the turn up the cold so I can just wrap up, you know, and be cold in the room? Yeah, wear my, wear my Doctor Who scarf. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still I'm still kind of having a hard time getting over that kind of stuff. But uh, but yeah, it's nine thirty. You want to take a break? Let's take a quick bottom of the hour break. Bottom but we'll the... be back. Don't go away because don't forget we have special guest Jay Stillberg coming in the studio today. Hey y'all, it's DJ Mike from Dance Simon, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Time in Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC, Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information Extension programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. All right, we're back. Take a skip in the morning. It's Lone Star Community Radio. Thank you for holding off for a sponsored break. 
and all that kind of stuff. We're broadcasting live on Facebook.com slash DickensKB. Join us there for comments. Margie Taylor, always promoting local events. She reminded us that they're doing a craft beer tour kicking off at Margaritaville on uh, tomorrow. Cool. Like That's one of the restaurants o'clock. I wasn't able to make it out to during uh, Taste of the Town. So. It's far, man. Like I don't. But worth the drive. I mean, if I'm staying there. There you yeah. go. You sleep in margaritas in there. Do I sleep in a margarita? Yeah, is that the whole gimmick there? Yeah, they put it in a hot tub. Yeah, just, like is the hot tub a margarita? Yeah, and you just grab a big Ugh. straw. Go. That would feel <laughs> weird. Yeah, someone's growing on me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Margie pointed that out. Look it up. That sounds like a lot of fun. Those guys are a lot of fun. If you if you have, I feel like if you need to like blow off steam, especially after like this COVID or like the the cold snap, and you, and you got the means to do it, go to Margaritaville and blow it off. The only thing that I mean, like it, it seems like a fun. You know what I'm talking about? Like there's no Chuck E. Cheese. But yeah, well, Chuck E. Cheese has Nicolas Cage in it. Willie's but, Wonderland. I mean, I'm gonna you. check check but, that out yeah that's one thing i kind of i've kind of felt about when i started listening to the folks from margaritaville i was like man if i just needed to go get crazy that's right guy. <coughs> like you see they do golf they do boats they do i mean like people find different ways to relax that those are none of my ways to relax so well there you go but so craft beer drinkage huh yeah i think they're gonna feature all the local breweries so you here. kind of plunk down a 20 or a 50 or something and they yeah. give you beers to i'm gonna look it up you know margie she made something in the comments margie why don't you put a link so how are we supposed to know margie thanks margie <laughs> come on now uh come on come on so but yeah because the, the way i relax sean is i like to sleep sleep is probably my favorite thing I can. I know. So I know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call you tonight and sing your lullaby. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. I love sleeping. That's, and it loves you. Yeah. Now I kind of want to do it. <laughs> I was thinking about. <laughs> we well, can't do it yet. We got Jay coming well, to the studio. It, we got more. Holly time. gets so upset with me because I can fall asleep within like five minutes. Five minutes, amateur. I can do it in two. Like any anytime, anywhere. I'm like, yeah, I can just fall asleep if I need to fall asleep. If I need to fall asleep. And she's like, how do you do it? And I go, well, all I got to do is I imagine myself doing something very simple, but like, but uh, repetitive. So like, for yes. example, well, for example, like I like, I like, I used to play ice hockey. So I imagined myself playing ice hockey okay. and just, just skating, just skating. That's all, right. all I imagined doing. And then after a while, I'm going to sleep. Okay. Or like riding a horse or like doing like roping. Cause I've done that before. I'm like, you just think about the simple. What about like doing the dishes? Does that do it? You think about, I guess if I, I tried that, but okay. yeah. I, yeah. Those are the two things that my go-to like to help me calm my mind and get simple. Well, speaking of calming minds, we are coming out of snowmageddon, the snap, however you want to phrase it. What's, uh, yeah. what's the latest news on that? Man, I, you know, so many people, I was looking at a thing the other day. They have these bills, and it got me so nervous. I think we talked about this last week, about like, oh, unknowingly, my bill is now like ten grand, or whatever. And I was like, oh man, what's my bill going to be? Oh man. <laughs> and I and uh, but apparently, energy's energy has a different setup. They're not. Yeah, like the that. the big but ones, energy reliance. Well, people point. are gonna, like they resigned. The board resigned. Well, three members of the board resigned because they didn't live in the area. They didn't live in the state. I want a gig like that. How do I get a gig like that? Well, you know, we were both on a theater board, yeah, but that we were like, happily well, like, not on anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know anything about the way Texas handles energy. 
and that's how smooth it was up until this point. No one knew about yeah, Urquhart. Yeah. Well, you don't have to defend them. I know you're getting paid by Urquhart. <laughs> They're in my pocket. Uh, no, I'm in their pocket. I wish I was in their pocket. No, uh, I don't really get like. So I know it was a nonprofit utility or group, but then it's like who applies to be on that board and gets on that board? Because usually here, like in the Montgomery County area, for example. Like, when I was approached to be on the board at the Owen, they're like, we want someone who's not in the theater Mm -hmm. be on the board so they can have that perspective. I have a particular set of skills. Yes. And I was like... You are Liam Neeson. Yeah. Well, dude, every morning I wake up and I'm like, I was just having a dream that I wasn't, but now I know I am. But, uh, no, it's like, they asked me to be on. So, they clearly, they got these people... Mm -hmm. And they're like, hey, Dick, you- every board that I've ever been on, and I've been on many theater boards and positions, I never asked for any one of them. I'm trying to get on the bowling board here in Montgomery County, but they won't let me because. What you got to do, you got to appear disinterested yeah. and make them want you. That's true. They think I have too much fun, which is understandable. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, do so they just know somebody and then they're like, oh, hey, you live in Wisconsin? A lot of it's we call networking and. But yeah. Like, what does the board do? What do you think the board does? Well, they make the executive decisions on of how not, to operate. Of not helping Texans? I like their decision making. They they really seem like they... But up until the day they didn't, they did. And we talked about this before. It's like FEMA. Before Katrina, no one knew about FEMA. In fact, in the X-Files movie, they had to explain what it was. Oh, and people thought it. it was a shadow oh. government. Because that's how things operated beforehand. Now... The snap or snowmageddon. No, or I like what the snap. The, sna- the snaps. When the snap happened, it showed there's some serious issues that need addressing, and you know, so we hopefully learn from that and change. And some some think, heads rolling think, at ERCOT think, uh, is a proper response. I think what we should do is nail down Ted Cruz to the chair, and he's on the board, and he's like, "You can't do anything until you fix this. You can't be a senator until you fix this. That is your punishment." I'm so glad you're not in the. <laughs> Legislative in the justice branch department. of the government. I mean, can't you just come up with whatever you want? Like this is what we're apparently. Doing. Yeah, but yeah. So there, there is fallout from it, and again, hopefully, we learn from it. Now, Urquhart, the three people who resigned, probably needs to resign, or we could get him to do all the lineman work with no safety gear. Like, sorry, Ted, this is what this is your punishment. Go fix all these lines. Go do this stuff. I have a feeling Ted Cruz's punishment is going to become. Election season because it just like I said, if nothing else, the optics were just so horrible that I can't believe anyone with an IQ with three digits in it would have done what he did. I'm just staggered. Well, I mean, if I'm going on vacation, I'd go somewhere in Texas, but I guess that's kind of a bad idea during the summer. But yeah, the little voice says, Hey, we're in the middle of something bad statewide, let's go on vacation. This is the second the responding voice is maybe not a good idea. The, that doesn't happen. There, there's an issue. He should just made snow angels like me. But if you notice, you know people I are being made, told, I, I told like you water I bills. A, I told you I made a snow angel, right? Yes, you did. It was beautiful. I never done it before. A lot of snow got down my back, but it was worth it. Yeah, it's fun. There you go. Uh, people are being told that when they get their huge honking like water bills, to don't pay, pay them naturally because there's so many issues yeah. uh, with this. I, we will find that anyone who's been given a $10,000 electricity bill is not going to have to pay it. Uh, this is what we're going to find. This is going to be the deal. And it's not going to no, be like I a bet, bailout. No, it's going to be. I bet you what happened is they set up their bill to be automatically withdrawn. And these companies are like, you know what? They don't know. They won't know. 10 grand. 
taken. Now, no. the the doubt the other the flip side to this, well, which know. is tough to talk about, is when you sign up for a variable ba- rate loan. This the same thing happened with the housing bubble, yeah, and, and the burst. That that you take that chance. Now, no one saw this coming. So, if anyone is complaining about what ERCOT did because they suddenly have a massively high bill, then they were as equally caught off guard as ERCOT. So you can't say, well, they should have known. You should have known when you sign loan you know, terms to your loan that, hey, listen, this could go up to, you know, 50 bucks a kilowatt hour. Uh, and you take that yeah, risk. That, now, I'm these not, are extraordinary circumstances. I'm not, and you I'm have no not, sympathy or is it empathy? Oh, both? Yeah. I, I have utter empathy. Yeah. I, I would love for someone to pay my mortgage for me, but it ain't happening because I yeah. signed a loan agreement that said I got to pay this much a month, and if I don't pay, I lose it well, that's for my lot. car. Yeah. Well, that's what made me worried about Entergy because, like, I think Entergy is the only thing I could get. Like, yeah, well, that's the thing with the, the Woodlands. That's why so Entergy, think... Reliance, Center Point, they're not going anywhere. But it's the the small the the, the gritties. And I did like the gritties. Maybe cool name. Jax's. I don't something. think gritties can be around for a while. No, because that's the thing. They they got they got hammered because they too. It's a gamble. They got to say, okay, we're going to assume that this year this much electricity really will cost am, this I, much. One thing I'm surprised about that kind of market is there isn't some a rainy not rainy day. That's a stupid term. A rainy day fund? No, it's like a like they know catastrophes happen. So it's like you can't, you got to have some type of cap to that kind of game. Because so what happens like a tornado or something happens and, you know, like how do they not know this is going to, at one point, something natural is going to ha- come to this way and destroy some of the electric grid? Again, you you got to play the odds. And yeah, we talked the other day that Los Angeles one day is going to go in the ocean. Yeah, so you're saying that so you can't, I can't claim my insurance when my house goes underwater? Good. You better be one of the first ones in line because once the yeah. insurance company runs out of money, that's it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I mean, it is what it is, and that's why with FEMA's flood insurance, you, I do you're paying ag- a lot more for a lot less Sean, coverage because would, they ran out of would money. Would I do it again? Would you do what again? Go through the snap. Yeah. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I was. But fun. what would you do differently? Nothing. Probably make a, a snowman or try to. But I was like, I was very cold. But I was with my wife. I enjoyed it. And we had gas. Now, if we didn't have gas, it's a whole other story. Like, I'd be freaking out. Um, and then I was well, the, the worrying about the pipes. Was, I don't know. Stress, or, well, I guess it was stressful. I, didn't really th- I mean, yeah. I was really worried about the pipes. I was walking around the house, like, trying to th- <laughs> throw stuff in there, like jackets. I was like, let's warm this up. <laughs> warm this up. We don't know when anything's coming back. Well, no one knew how to handle this. Yeah. Because it almost, again, 1989 was the last time it was this cold, and 1895 was the last time it was this cold with precipitation. You know what? One thing I was a little disappointed with is me not knowing exactly how my house worked. Because this Ooh, really, yeah, this really good... forced me, like, especially with the water and like paying attention to the city water, because I cannot tell you how many times people wondered if Conroe's water was on a boiling notice. And well, well, remember every mud and everything was different. Like yeah, I'm on I a know, different than the like, rest of the woodlands, so no one, there was no communication yeah. between or no master report. Well, the city tried to do, did its best. I think like they they mm. put out mm-hmm. many many statements on their website, on Facebook, social media, saying like we're not in a bowl, we're not, we're not, we're not, you know. But uh, 
it's still something where you're curious about it because you're like, what makes it go on a notice? You know, we don't have any water right now. No one did. So why are we not on the notice? And uh, so, I don't know. Are you drinking the water these days? That's what really what I'm trying to get down to. Like, are we supposed to be drinking it? <laughs> yes, all boil notices have been lifted. To, yeah, but still, to my knowledge, I mean, check with your local, um, local authorities to be sure. Yeah, and I, I'm not going to get a generator. I told Hall that's like we don't really need a generator. What we need, what we need, is this F-150s. Oh, right, the, that you can plug the pickup your house. truck that can. That's what we need. Power your house. That was amazing. Maybe I can convince her of that. We don't need a generator. We need a car. We need a truck. Well, my next door neighbor has one of those generators built into his house kind of thing. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, if you're without power to, you know, for many days, let me know. I remember during Ike, because my dad was staying with me. He had just come down like the day before, and then Ike comes blitzing through. And my apartment complex was without power for 11 days. And I we survived. I mean, it was... That was hot too. Tough. Remember how hot it was? Oh, I remember full well how hot it was. That was so hot. I remember that. But you know, you get a Coleman's gas lantern, you boil some water, and you try to shower in that the next day and charge up your phone at the office. And now that's when I realized that the old Let me ask you something, with the Sean. power lines down, my phone after, wouldn't work. After the cold snap. Did you feel, like, emotionally exhausted and you didn't realize it until, like, you went to sleep? Say, like, <laughs> say like, like for example, for me, I think it was, it happened, like, on a, a Sunday, fr- uh, Monday, right? I think it was, like, Friday. I just slept so hard. Yeah, well, you have this low-grade adrenaline yeah. buzz happening. And, yeah, same thing with me. I, well, I live in a constant state of it. Uh, worried about my mom. Yeah, and I like woke up and I was like, "Man, this feels this feels weird. Like I feel like I'm recovering from something, but I don't really remember doing anything to myself." So maybe it's uh, maybe I got something wrong with me. Well, we knew that. So, are you want to go let uh, Jay in? He's outside. Well, he's not gonna melt. He could. This is Texas, man. It literally, <laughs> could change in like twelve hours. That's probably what's gonna. What are you doing? Are you working? I am checking your work comments. No, you're working. Because there aren't any. You're not, yeah, you're, I just turned on my comments. computer. I saw them. There's comments on there. I don't see any comments. No, uh, just Sean, mine. Sean, do you want to be here? Just mine. Yeah. I, I made a no. comment. No one responded to it, so no. I'm bummed about that. Oh, did you see? We, we chatted about this. If you, if you remember on Wednesday's show, folks, I called Sean Fat on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. And, well, so what's interesting about it is I went on Facebook. I tagged you. I said, you're fat. Mm-hmm. And people even commented on it. Correct grammar, by the way. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And and then what was funny in my mind, I go, you know, it's going to be good. I'm going to get in the comment section of that post and say, hey, you're still fat. But when I did that on my phone, the message came up and saying, it, and I sent it, I texted you, and I posted the message, what it, what it told me. Uh-huh. See, what I'm curious about is if I go on Facebook through my computer and do it. Because i never seen a prompt. That's a good question. So I'm going to do it right now. You're still fat, Sean. <laughs> and I'm going to comment on it. I'm middle-aged. But uh, basically what it did was it, it said, hey, we think you're using a bullying abusive language. Are you sure you want to post this? And it said it gave me three options. It was like delete, uh-huh. edit, comment, or discard. I'm like, well, discard it. He's fat. <laughs> you know? like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so it's still there. 
So I'm wondering if I'm like on a strike system now, so if I can just continue calling you back. Well, if you remember like, the other day when I, that Twitter thing happened where I posted see. the Biden pictures and, and they they spanked me, said, you know, your account's locked until you delete right. this photo. It said if you can if you do this more, yeah, if I'm, you continue to do things like this, we may permanently delete your account. So you may be on a three strikes and you're out thing. Let's see. It's still, okay, I wrote it. Nothing came up. Didn't get any messages. Because I feel like that's what's going to happen. So I'm going to just like one day wake up. It's like you can't access Facebook at all. It's like one of those science fiction shows where once you hit so many dislikes, that's it. You're, wouldn't it you're be canceled. great if it, you know, wouldn't it be great if they kick you off, right? So I'm, I'm kicked off for, for body shaming you. What they do, though, is when you search for me, mm-hmm. it says he's a body shamer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's next. That would that's be great. Next. That's going to be why you're booted from, from Twitter or whatnot. I, I, would, I would enjoy that because people are just like, oh, there's that guy, a body shamer. Darn body shamer. Oh. I say we get Jay in the studio. Let's take a... Do you want to cover for me while I open the doors? Yeah, or do you want to take a quick break? That's what I was break? trying to get you to do. I can cover for you to open the doors. Or we just, let's just take a break. Let's take a quick break. Let's yeah, don't go away because we we're... Got, we, you, can go, you, can, you can go. The camera's on me. I got to wait till the right. camera fades away. That's true. Uh, you're listening to Dick and Skippy. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to get our guest in. Feel free to comment on Facebook, Dick and Skippy. It's facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. Uh, we're going to have Jay Stilberg in the studio. So, uh, yeah, and hopefully Sean's not working either. I don't know what he's... I'm on my laptop doing things. Yeah, okay. We'll be right back. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Hey guys, Connor from the Ticket Stub, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936-647-3776. Welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings. It's Friday, TGI Friday. 
It is 9.50 a.m. on the dot on February the 26th. Hello, future people, if you're listening to us on our podcast or going back in time on our Facebook feed. But you got Skippy in the studio here with Dick and special guest Jay Stittleberg. And good morning, Jay. Now you can speak. We allow you to speak now. Am I good? Yeah. Am I on? Yes. (laughs) Check, check, check. (laughs) Welcome to the studio. Yeah, thanks. Good to see everybody. Yeah. um, Jay's been a a guest frequently before. Jay and I also uh, co-host a great show elsewhere. So you go on other shows to promote other shows. I like it. Hey, I, 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 but I pimp us on my other shows. When do I get to go on Purple Politics? Can I be the Antifa guy? Sure. That, I, don't, I mean, I got the outfit. I would pay, well... I got the outfit, man. So let's have, on Purple Politics, <laughs> let's have Dick as a guest host, but would he be a replacement for me or for you? That's I, a good question. I don't no, know. I'll be the third, I'll be the Antifa guy that comes in. It could be a bit. You know, I come in <laughs> and I just like interrupt the conversation and just... just it's, like that, it's like that. It's like the guy with the dead terrorist puppet. You just yeah. pop in from time you to time. In, I kill you! Like, what's the, new, what's the news on the street? Man, we're hungry. We've been eating just rice all day. Or I don't know what they eat. Like Antifa? I'm sure they eat McDonald's. But in actuality, aren't we all Antifa? I, I mean, we, is that like a, a Zen thing we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> One day you wake up. I, I, I would presume that 99.9 recurring percent of right-thinking people are against fascism. Well, that's true. Okay, I, I get what you're saying. But, uh, but you know, as far I, as Antifa. You know what I'm curious about? I'm curious with Antifa and things like that is... How much money is made from like the clothing people who like advertise their clothing? It's like, oh, get some gear, you know, like you know what I'm talking about? Because I wonder, there's like official get your foam finger. Well, no, I That's feel right. like there's official gear for things merch. now. It's called merch, yeah, official merch for movements. And I, I wonder how you know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. I think, well, what are those companies that you could like get your own T-shirt or coffee cup made? What was that called? Design something? No, Vista Print. No, no, well, before well, it was before it Vista Print. It was uh-huh. something where you could get like T-shirts made for like really cheap. Vista print. But no, it was before Vista print. Ah, oh, I gotta remember it. Vista copy. No, it's, it's something copy or copy. Yeah, but something. I always wonder. It's like someone's someone's selling a T-shirt or like you know a helmet that's like this is this has been authorized by the official Antifa. It was It needs like the NFL badge yeah. on it. You know, official licensing. That's right. Well, I mean, uh, it's it's almost like uh, if only they had some sort of headquarters and physical address to where they could incorporate. <laughs> I don't know where that is. Is that you're saying they don't have one? There, no, there's not a you know. I imagine they, New York I imagine, street address. I imagine they think themselves of like a Fight Club. You know, like they don't <laughs> tell anybody. You don't tell anybody about it. You know, I imagine that's what it's like. Because, I mean, how often do you get together with your buddies and go, ter- like, just protest and stuff? It's not something I do every day. It's only when, like, I feel the need to, and those guys feel the need to, like, every day to do it. Because uh, they're still doing it, right? Like, I have no idea. Is there, like, a live cam over somewhere? Like? Yeah, yeah. Just just check out the nightly tweets from Portland is, with videos. Is that, do you know about – I'm asking you, Jay. Like, I, I – because I always wondered, because they're like, oh, we're on day 62. And I was like, man, they're keeping count now? Like, what's going on in that neighborhood? Like, you know that poor grandmother who's been there for like 80 but years see, going, when that happening? happens, that, that's actually a good marketing, I don't want to say employee, a, a thing that when you start doing the day 42, pe- people tend to tune it out. I'm going back to the 444 days of the hostages from the Iranian embassy. What? Now, once they started doing... How long was it? 444 days. It literally Why? got released the day Reagan came into Why power. Why don't you just say like a year and Because and it was... It started day 42. 
Day 43. Day 176. Day 212. Day, you know, you you tune it out. What do they eat? What do they eat? Yeah, what do those guys eat? What do hostages eat? I have no (laughs) idea. I can't answer that. I don't know. Yeah, because like I like remember whatever like, the local do, do dish you, was. No, do you remember when COVID hit? Yes. And, uh, Remind me, Dick. The the ocean liner people had to like couldn't come in, mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about the cruises. I'm talking about like the people on oil tanks and stuff. Like there was like a lockdown period for like a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was always wondering. I was like, I wonder what they're eating because at one point they can only be out there for so long. Okay, <clears throat> and they're not the best. But. I mean, <laughs> fortunately for them, they were in boats, right? Which are surrounded by no, water. No, they and don't. In the water were do you fish. Really, they don't have fishing rods on those boats. There's yeah, no. Do. I mean, that's you got to have a huge fishing rod if you're on one of those boats, right? Yeah, you, you take a lifeboat and you go in the yeah, water. That's too practical. I was trying to think, like, you know, they're getting desperate. You know, they're like finding the rats on the ship, kind of thing. Well, it's like to me, I right. always wonder about the Irish potato famine. It's like, wait a second, Ireland is literally Irish for island. Which means you're surrounded by water, and where there's fish in the water, just saying, you, potatoes can't be that good. Well, they didn't. They didn't listen to that parable from Jesus or whatever it was. The, the, you know, the loaves and fishes. Yeah, like no, what is it? He it wasn't a parable. Was it like you teach a man a fish, he can feed himself forever or whatever? Yeah, it was just it was, was a statement. Jesus? Was that Jesus? Yes, was that, that? That, that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jesus didn't say teach give a man a fish. He'll eat for a day, teach a man. I think that was Zig Ziglar, to be honest. Yeah, so they didn't listen to that person. Oh, are you working right now? No, but this thing <laughs> popped up on its own. Yeah, he's he's doing. He's, wor- he's literally working right now. He's he's under a deadline. <laughs> but I, I'm here because I love you guys. Yeah, I love you too. Uh, well, let's let Jay have a word in edgeways. By the way, I'm sure those folks on on those ships do bring fishing poles because they probably do like to fish. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and most large ships have uh, compartments that oh yeah, door, you're a navy do- guy. Doors so you open know that stuff. are near the wa- surface of the water. Yeah, there there are things that's called too practical. Hatches. That's too practical. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they stand on the bridge and throw their you know. That's what I thought no. when he said that. I was like, man, can you imagine reeling a fish up like two stories? Like, <laughs> 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 running out of dental yeah, floss. That's like. right. <laughs> well, Jay, uh, what's going on, my man? Uh, a lot of work. Yeah. I've been busy with work, which is great. You've been doing some traveling which lately. Which is great. Well, yeah, I've been gone so all of February You, you so travel for work? I do. That's, that means you're important, right? <laughs> or way low down yeah, the total. What kind of, of travel? What, is it like car, what, plane? No, I've been I've been in Wyoming. I've been in Cheyenne this whole month. Oh, that's so pretty up I, there right now, I bet. I, it's, uh, it's covered cold. in snow. Yeah. It's a little cold. It's nice, though. But it's, uh, yeah, I, so I usually fly on Sunday afternoon and come home Friday night and then fly on Sunday afternoon and come home Friday night. So, so don't, they don't let you just do Zoom? It's a lot of commuting. No, I, I don't do Zoom. That's weird. I always wondered, like, now we're at that little decision point and people are afraid jobs. to zoom nowadays because they're getting <laughs> caught left and right well no i meant more of like you make these decisions like oh business is normal as we fly these people out places and it's like because my for, for example my cousin he's a doctor pharmaceutical kind of guy he basically does all the research for pharmaceuticals so his primary job was flying out to different hospitals and going over the research and stuff sure. well when covid hit he's like they're like yeah you're not we're not flying you anymore you can just do it through zoom Mm-hmm. And so he's on Zoom for like 15 hours every day, and he hated it. But they're, they're, they asked him, "Hey, how do you feel about just staying home and not doing traveling anymore?" Yeah. It's like, "No, I want to get out of here. Like, I gotta get yeah. out of here." But I can't believe that businesses are gonna make that decision. It's like, "Oh, you don't need to go to Wyoming. You can just <laughs> Zoom for 10 hours." Didn't they watch uh, what was that George Clooney movie? Up in the air. 
doing the same thing, trying yeah. to fire people remotely. Well, Sometimes you just got to put a person out in the field. Boots well, on the ground. It. And I've I've traveled a lot during the whole COVID episode. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I. Funny enough, the I always remember the first day I started working from home because I actually did the show that morning. Yeah. And uh, when I called my boss, because he called during the show, and I called him, and he's, I said, he's like, what, what's going on? And I said, well, I'm on my way to the office. He's like, do you really need to come to the office? And I'm like, well, I don't need to, but. Yeah, so, yeah, because a lot of businesses are having that idea. Like, they have the little meeting of the minds, like, oh, hey, we, we if we're talking budget here, yeah, we got to figure it out. It's like, well, you know. They probably don't think in the long run it's going to affect mentally. Like if you're just on Zoom all the time doing all your stuff, that'd be so boring. Yeah, so so we're, you know I'm fortunate. We we actually still work from home. We've been working from home for almost a year now. Um, but the nature of the business that we do, it's it's fairly simple for us to yeah. to do that. There's a few people that have to work out of the office just because you know they use uh, software that they need the computer at the office, and that's not something you can do from home. Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, I started working from home in March last year and I think, uh, I started traveling in May and I traveled a lot. I, tra I traveled quite a bit over through the rest of the what's, year. What's the frankly. anxiety level on the airplanes? Quite honestly, I mean, when I first started traveling, it was just eerie, right? Because I'd go to the airport on a Sunday afternoon, which is when I normally travel for a week trip and, yeah. and it was, you know, everything was closed there was yeah. very few people there. No more complaining about standing in line. Oh, no. I mean, it was it was like a ghost town. It was very eerie. Uh, the planes weren't very full at that point in time, uh, which was kind of nice. But, I mean, you know, the only people you saw were the people getting on your plane, pretty much. Um, but I didn't see a whole lot of anxiety. I mean, I pay attention to, you know, certainly after they started doing reports about the, the safety of travel and air travel and that kind of stuff. And, I mean, I've always felt safe. I take... I take my well, own stuff on the plane, well, so I, I don't always, interact with the, the yeah, flights. The I always flight felt that airplane, like people get on airplanes, are already kind of tense enough. <laughs> do, do they let you go in the cockpit now, like we were kids, and like take control I've never, for a little bit? Never asked. Okay. Never, I mean, you do look like a asked, pilot. You could probably do the catch. You're one of those guys that if you if you put on like the Leonardo DiCaprio pilot outfit and just walk through, no one would stop you. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well you know, look. the actually, the, you know, the best <laughs> the best conversations I actually have, you know, because obviously, you know, pilots have to travel around to get to wherever they're flying out of. Right. So you see a lot of pilots in the back of the plane because mm -hmm. they have to get to wherever their flights are leaving from. And, you know, a lot of, you know, because I went to the Naval Academy, I, I tend to run into a lot of pilots that are Naval Academy graduates. And they always, they usually and I usually can tell because they either have their lanyard that says, you know, USNA. Or they or, just have that that strut. So it's so it sparks, you know, it sparks a conversation. So I've, you know, you can have some conversations about that kind of stuff. I mean, the funny thing is when I was a teenager, I, you know, I wanted to be an airline pilot. That, that's what I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, things just didn't go that way. And my eyes, you know, I, I chose the military and I couldn't fly in the military because I don't have 20-20 vision. So I had, to, that 20 -20 I had, vision? I had yeah. to choose some other options. No, now you can. It's funny because to I be mean, a pilot, you have to have 20-20 vision. But to be an astronaut, you don't. Well, so it's changed. Does everyone have to like, because I feel like no one has like true 20-20 vision. Yeah, so the, so the rules have changed. I mean, certainly since and I've been. And also with LASIK, that helps. Certainly since I've been yeah. at the academy, right? When I, when I went to the academy, you had to. Uh, you had to pass the flight exam to get into to, to uh, anything that had to do with flying uh, and being a pilot, and you had to you had to pass it with a twenty twenty uncorrected vision. So you, you had to pass the initial test. Do they test you like every day? No, no. So you take it one time. 
See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't because I feel like your eyes are always deteriorating. So, the funny, your body it's like is. a driver's license. So, the, the, the funny yeah. thing about it was always like, if you took the test and you got 2020, and like two weeks later, they, you went and got an eye test, and they're like, oh, you need glasses, but you're already in. So, once you're in, you're in. Doesn't matter if you Sounds need glasses. Sounds like the anymore. military. Um, but nowadays they've, they, I mean, they've changed those rules over the time. So, so now the military will actually pay for you to have corrective eye surgery and you can also become a pilot. I, I'm still waiting for a phone call. There's still, still some restrictions yeah. on it. Like you can't be a fight. Typically you can't be a fighter pilot. If you've had surgery to correct your vision, you have to have 2020, but you can fly anything else. Helicopter transport, yeah. plane, stuff like that. Interesting. You no know, top gun for you, for you, Dick. I'm too, no. good. I, I'm too good. Okay, now speaking of which, we're going to go back a little bit. When's that movie coming out? Because the trailer looked amazing. That movie got, probably already came out. I didn't know. No, so. there's no way they would have brought down brought out Top Gun Maverick without letting me know about it. <laughs> I don't know. I have I, no idea, dude. I've got Top Gun in 3D at home. They did a 3D <laughs> version of it, which is really horrendous. It looks like they just took three planes, three panes of glass, and and but yeah, I've got Top Gun in 3D. You're still stuck on that 3D, man. Yeah, hey, was, I've got the last he, working was, 3D love, plasma you TV. You love dying technology and industries, man. You love it. You love the Randalls. <laughs> hey, do you, do you know it's getting delivered from eBay or something to me? Hopefully, in the next couple of days, what? Uh, a mini DV camcorder. Because I've got many DV tapes, and I got I got my two high eight cameras, so I can get my old tapes off of those. But mini DV, I couldn't find the camcorder, so I've got I have one mini DV. Yeah, let me buy it I from have an XL two. You just rip it from there. Yeah, that, I, you need to talk to me, man. I know everything. But uh, I because it. I got so I told the, uh, you, FBI calls me once a week <laughs> at the assistance league down the street. There, I got I, for ten bucks. I got a working VHS player, and so I've been able to rip stuff off of uh, uh, VHS tapes. Onto See, that's what, you know, I, that's what amazes digital. me about the advancement of technology. I was having a conversation with the commemorative Air Force, and they were talking about their B-52, and like, yeah, we had to redo the, all the aeronautics. I think that's how you pronounce it. Aeronautics? Is that the Keep going, and I'll tell you if you're using the word right. Yeah. And they were saying, like, yeah, we just update, we had, we had to update all of it to brand new technology. And I was like, well, doesn't that kind of take away from, like, the history of the vehicle? Or the plane, and it's like, well, it's the only way we can actually keep flying. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good, that's a give and take. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so it's amazing to me that you can apply that uh, new technology to old stuff. Sure. So, well, um, you know, well, first of all, Top Gun was a great recruiting movie for. That's for all it was. Well, that's what the new movie. I have no idea what's the plot going to be like. Probably Tom Cruise puking in an airplane. Yeah, well, because <laughs> well, like, no, it's Tom Cruise playing with his new this pilot is, license. This is, well, what I love about today's movie writing is like. It was so typical in the 70s, 80s, 90s that Korea was the bad place, you know, the bad guys. Russians were the bad guys. But now everyone's so afraid to, like, except Middle East. We don't care. We, we'll make them Middle Eastern terrorists. Like, that's the that's the easiest thing for an American movie. But now, well, you just come up with a fake country name. I mean, it was Libya. In the, in the 80s, it was Libya. Well, it was Soviet Union and Libya. And then when the Iron Curtain fell, yeah. uh, it became more— uh, in Top Gun, who were the bad guys? Was it North Koreans? They never mention it. It was just a black. They, it was they, a black. It was they a black tell you ship, the aircraft helmet, carrier. That was it. Had a star on it. They tell you the aircraft carrier is in the Indian Ocean, and that's it. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's gonna be interesting to see who they choose to be. And the, the pilots bad guy. never talk, so you can't get their language. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's on smart. Purpose. They're smart because yeah. that way they can make it international. You know. Well, really, because like I imagine if you made them Chinese or something, people are gonna get really pissed about that because it's a big market for movie making. Oh, all they gotta do is just. Release the movie under the Disney banner, and it'll be forgiven. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know who the bad guy is today. Maybe it's ourselves. That'd be a good move. That's a good plot twist in, in a Top Gun 2 right there. Maverick has some really self-reflecting going on. He's the bad guy. You know, self-reflecting Maverick is now the name of my next band. <laughs> With umlauts over all the vowels. That's right. Yeah. I'll, I'll see that movie. It's going to be disappointing, though. So, Jay, you, can you, obviously... On, can you guys imagine working on that set like your Tom Cruise right and you're getting like Val Kilmer back and you're getting the you know the late who played the l- girlfriend lady person she gone Kevin McGinnis she passed gone away? no she just you, didn't I, fit their mold what's I'm saying so imagine them all meeting up and they're all older oh yeah you, you have time, Rick Rossovich you, you and have Michael Ironside not, Tom isn't kind to some people you know I mean physically uh-huh. <laughs> but then you have Tom Cruise so it's like, oh, we get to meet. T- oh, Tom, why is his shirt off? Like, why? <laughs> I'm not. And Valcomer's like, I can't take my shirt off, Tom. Why are we doing this? And it's well, it's like Goose. I mean, when Top Gun, he looked kind of, you know, kick butt with his crew cut and his mustache, and then he's, you know, Lewis from Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, and, and <laughs> Doctor Green why, from ER. That's why they killed him. It's like, dude, you have no chin. <laughs> yeah, you got to die now. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. You're ugly. You're off. Uh, I just say it'd be kind of funny. You go to the set. Do you think they're going to redo the volleyball scene? But they're all well, old that's now, what I'm saying. So like, I, guarantee, oh, I guarantee you, there's a scene you know that shows off Tom Cruise, and it's like everyone else is like, I'm not doing a scene like that. I'm not doing a scene <laughs> body like double. That. I'm not doing a scene like that. Especially Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer is not doing well. He had like cancer of the throat or something like issues, that. Yeah. Yeah. And because uh, he was in a movie I saw, and they had a dub over his voice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's not sound like Val Kilmer. And I was reading about it. It's like, yeah, his voice was that bad. They had to use yeah, that was because they had hired him to be the the voice of when they did redid Knight Rider. Yeah, he was in the new car, <laughs> and then they had to replace him with Will Arnett. And I thought it was an ego thing, but no, it turned out it was because of his voice. Yeah, he lost his like he's a throat thing. Yeah, but yeah. Can you yeah. imagine being on that set though? Tom Cruise guy, why he looks so good? <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. It's <laughs> you uh, don't think that's funny. It's like going to a class yeah. reunion. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's like, I look like a slob. It's those arcane uh, Scientology rituals, you know, bathing in the blood of virgins. I wouldn't doubt that, on. though. And let me ask you, if you had that option, would you do it? Like, you had to bathe in virgin blood and stuff like that to look like that? Would you do it, Sean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get yeah. my hair back? You betcha. I wonder. Yeah, that'd be weird. I'd be actually weirded out at first because, like, how did you get that many versions, dude? <laughs> and and then, I'm like, how much blood do y'all have? Like, what is what is going on here? And then I'd probably do it. I haven't been to a reunion in a long time. That's uh... <laughs> you mean the Virgin Blood no, uh, baby? Not Virgin guy. Blood reunion? <laughs> not not one of those. No, I haven't. A I, high school reunion. Yeah, because like we, uh, I you know this is how daft I am. When uh, my college has homecoming, I didn't know that meant like that's when you go back to visit. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. I thought it was just like a weekend because we, when I remember growing up in homecoming, it was more of a dance. So I was like, oh, there's a dance. Yeah, there you go. But now I'm getting literature going, hey, come visit us during homecoming. This is your, like, come back home. I was like, oh, I get it. That's why we do this. And I'm like, no, I'm not going. Um, Well, this this year is my 30-year anniversary. Really? 30-year from from high school. You're going to go? I don't know. We'll see. You're going to Zoom it? You're probably going to Zoom it. (laughs) We'll see. I don't even know if they're doing anything, to be honest. Yeah. I I, don't pay enough attention. I think people, like, in that kind of situation, people would complain too much. Because it's just like, because COVID times, it's like, yeah. we're going to have way too many people here. And well, I'm coming up on my 40th 
Um, Where'd you graduate high school? Well, it was in England, but I graduated when I was 16. 16 yeah. Uh-huh. So it was 1982. And that wasn't because you were so smart. That's just the way they, <laughs> they do it there. Don't try to try. It's not very you're nice. Got me, <laughs> got me into university here at 16. You're confusing the listeners. Okay? Gotcha. Okay. But so I graduated in 82 from England. So I'm. So you're flying I, to England? Huh? You're going to England? Well, I wouldn't mind it. I don't think it's going to happen. But it'd be nice. Um, but we can all zoom and stuff. I'm a, um, I'm called an old Port Muthian, which is, you get to a certain level of, you say, of your how school. How do you say it, Port Muthian? Port Muthian, old Port Muthian. Is that Portmouth? Portsmouth. Is that where you went to school in mm-hmm. Portsmouth? Mm-hmm. It looks like Portsmouth, but it's pronounced Portsmouth. An old Port Sorry. Muthian, uh, and we got some good names. Uh, James Clavel, the guy that wrote um, Shogun and. Those movies, he's an old Port Muthian. He's he went to my Are school. Are you right on the tail tales of you like betcha. other successful yeah. people? Hey, I, I'm in there. You know, I'm, I'm listed <laughs> as an old Port Muthian. Um, the guy that uh, uh, did the Doctor Hugh music for about five years. He's I went to school with him. Murray Gold. Okay. Some Olympians. Yo, Britain Olympians are really great. You know, Olympics athletes. Know. Great Britain sucks in the Olympics, dude. <laughs> Trash. Is that what that so is? Cool. See, now, yeah, now you're taking them out of my school. They should be the enemy in the new. You're taking out my alma mater. I got to <laughs> take they, it out. They should be the enemy in the new <laughs> Top Gun. <laughs> now, the difference between like the, because Jay, you said your 30th is coming up. Yeah. I think the difference between the 30th and the 40th is for the 40th, we're kind of keeping tabs on who's still alive. Sure. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah. I think the 30th is the, la- 30th is the last one where you get to enjoy each other's company. Ah, you look old. You look young. What's, the, what's, what's strange for me in my situation, I was friends with the same people all the way through college like we were middle school high school and we all went to the same college and so i don't need a school invisible. reunion i have all my friends like we already, we already talked to one another mm-hmm. so it's like i don't really care to go see these people who i rarely talk to like the girl like the girls and the guys who weren't, weren't friends i don't care about what they're doing uh, that's a good point because the friends that i had don't forget i was the only american surrounded by 700 british boys and it was not is always the, is this a virgin blood story <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Uh, it was not always a pleasant experience. I had to fight every day. And when I finally, you know, like got prefect, that was a huge deal. Um, Aren't those like the tattletale guys? In the movies, yeah. Like the brown nosers? Yeah, no, prefect is a, is a special it's, level it's a where you have noser, to. right? No, you just have to work extra hard to get a certain uh, great uh, great average. So it's academic. And, academic. Okay. And also you have to show, quote, character by doing stuff out in the field or, or you know, excelling in sports or whatnot. So, but only very few get to become prefects. So I had to work hard for that. So my friends, the few friends that I had, we're, we're still in contact with each other. Um, my enemies are the ones that are I would meet at the reunion. So I don't know if I want to schlep out. Do you anyone. have enemies in high school? God, yeah. I was the only American surrounded by 700 boys who some of them took it personally that they lost the American Revolution. And you oh, haven't okay. lived till you've heard their the, the British history version, history class version of the yeah. revolution. Why is like King George a cool guy or something? Oh no, yeah, we were the cowardly rebels hiding in the trees, oh, picking I mean, off yeah. the. We're fighting for our lives. Yeah, well, we were drunkards at the. Uh... <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Oh, I don't disagree. Isn't but that yeah. what the Germans basically were? Drunks, like the wood drunks. The what? What was it? Where they fought Rome and stuff? They were like the savages. The Teutons. I think I don't. You know, I I'm not going to claim I'm a historian, but like the guys in the front in the beginning of Gladiator, the movie Gladiator. <laughs> They're the berserkers, the, the Germany, the yeah, they, yeah, whatever they are, yeah, berserkers, yeah, yeah, okay. So I mean, 
Just make sure you win, right? Win what? When you're at war, just make sure you win. <laughs> right. You get to do whatever you want. See, what happened is you went in their territory and you became better than them. So typical American. Yeah, well, you know, we've done more in 200 years what most nations couldn't do in 2000. Yeah. Imagine in like 100 years, everyone's going to be American. You think? Yeah. yeah think we're so. all we're going to all be speaking Mandarin. <laughs> Man, I don't know if I could do that. Speak Mandarin? Yeah. I don't know if I want to do that. That would be really hard for me. Like, like if I was like forced. Okay, to they have special education right. facilities to teach it to. No, you. I'd be like, can you just inject something and like make me know it? Like the Matrix? Yeah, I'd rather do learn that way, and then like actually have to like learn another language right now. It'd be it'd be too hard for me. Okay. At least he admits it. I guess. That's true. Well, yeah. I'm, I, I face reality, guys. They're gonna <laughs> take over. So it's like, all right, well, what do I have? I mean, I already like Chinese food. So there's that. I don't know if I could eat it every day. My my body probably wouldn't be able to keep up. But okay, I know we're all over the map right now. But I'm hungry for Chinese buffet. The and place? Just anywhere. I mean, no. you've got the one in Conroe, but that's I think literally the only one, an actual buffet that I've anyone know of any others. You know what? Wild Ginger closed down. That was a pretty good sushi place. It closed like eight months ago. Did not know that. Why wow. for like? Let's go get Wait, sushi. What, what closed down? Wild Ginger. I never ate there. Well, yeah, because you're a woodland boy. <laughs> oh, that's no. never stopped me from eating in Conroe. Yeah. Well, okay, we have Jade here, so I guess we have to talk <laughs> politics. Is that what you want to? Is that what you're trying to say? We don't have to talk. We, have to talk, we, we can, can talk anything. I want to talk, talk about anything. Jade's travels. I want to talk about you know maybe the effects of COVID because I know something that's near and dear to to Jay's heart is of course you know suicide prevention, and I know as, as things are ongoing, we passed the year mark. Yeah. And it's funny, uh, a, a Twitter account that I follow, it's called COVID a year ago, and it's where they just straightforward reprint the headlines and stories from that day a year ago. And it's it's great putting in perspective, you know, how crazy things were at the beginning. It seems so long ago, but then you're reminded gently every day that you're still in it. Anyone feel that way? Yeah, but one thing about Americans that I will say, we, we have notoriously short attention spans. We're insanely <laughs> forgiving we'll like, until it's a personal yeah. affront. Like I'll, like, I'll be watching something. And, and we adapt to anything. Like, for example, there was, like, viral videos, for example. It's weird. There was one I saw. It was a band doing something. But the main, the main singer didn't have a mask on, but everyone else in the band did. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're still in COVID, like. But they're in like a house. It's like it was like kind of weird because you see this cool like but that's creative part, video. But yeah. then, to me, that's part of the new normal because I, I, again, you know, as a kid, I lived in a country where the first sign of a sniffle, you wore a mask. It was just one of those things. So it's not that bizarre to me, and I never felt that my rights were being trampled on. It's uh, whether it's cosmetic or not is to me kind of irrelevant. But nowadays, well, you know, I'm watching the TV shows now, and it's funny because there's two. 911 shows. There's one set in Los Angeles and there's one set in Austin, Texas. 911 Los Angeles, 911, 911 Lone Star. And Los Angeles one, it's reflective of what's happening in California. They they got to capriciously wear these masks. It's like walking through the building, I got to wear a mask where even though there's no one around me for 20 feet until I sit down across from my boss and then I, in his office and then I get to take off the mask or the the firefighters are in the fire truck together. They're all they're not wearing masks, but the second they hop out of the truck, they put them on. It's it's reflective of just 
how it is. But in Lone Star, dang near nobody wears a mask. Yeah, you watch some horrible television. <laughs> oh, it's it's. This is turn your brain off. Like that's some horrible. This is turn your brain off. Are you off like TV. a Rob Lowe fan or something? I, like, love, I love Rob Lowe. Yeah, I guess <clears throat> Rob Lowe rocks. But well, that's another guy who goes to his class reunion. And be like, oh come on, man! Like. But actually, in he's the, like seventy, in the, right? In the TV, no, he's he's my age. He's fifty five. He's in the, his mid fifties. Yeah, of course. I mean, why don't you look like Rob Lowe? Because I don't feel the need to overcompensate. Yeah. <laughs> but he actually, they actually have a joke about that. That he's this health nut who he gets cancer and he doesn't want to take treatment because it may make his hair fall out. And he's like, I'm proud of my hair, so he's looking for alternate cancer treatments. What shows this is nine one nine one one Lone Star. I like it. Okay. <laughs> now it's a good show. But it just <laughs> I want something crazy plots but more like more that. Shows, crazy plots are great. More and more shows are showing how it works, but I love that one cuz it shows in New York just that, how I tell you about rabid the, they are about it, but in Texas not so much. Did I tell you about the SVU plot where dads were forcing their kids to fight like a fight club and they're betting on it? Isn't that like I was like Isn't that high school footballer? <laughs> basically, but yeah, they're like they found them in Central Park and these kids were beating the crud out of each other and they're like they're like wondering like why are they letting their kids fight each other and then they find it's a gambling ring and like you get paid X amount if you get your kid to fight and then you can bet on them and all this stuff. I was like, what a cool Yeah, my father bet against me, so yeah. this is bringing up painful memories. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> but Jay, let's talk about the long term like ramifications because we are past a year of it now, and yeah. you know we can be glib and say two weeks to flatten the curve. Obviously, that's way old news, <laughs> but because you know you've obviously run for office a couple of times, so you've been out there. You had to campaign during COVID. Yeah. What are you? What are your thoughts on this? Well, I mean, I, I I don't think COVID's going anywhere, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the, the virus itself is never going to just disappear, right? It's not like it's going to vanish. I think that, you know, now that we see vaccinations going on and people getting vaccinated, um, I, I, I do think some people are, you know, calming down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my grandmother got her second shot oh, cool. a, couple, a couple weeks ago. She's mm-hmm. chosen. And, uh, you know, so she feels more comfortable. Just she hasn't changed anything that she does. But, I mean, she feels more comfortable now because she's had both shots. And um, that's a good thing. And it mm-hmm. was always funny when I took her to, to get her shots, whether it was the first one or the second one. And they're always like, oh, are you both here for your shot? And I just laugh. I'm like, I think I'm way down on your list, <laughs> your priority list. I can't believe you didn't try um, to finagle your way into that. No. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. Hey, if you got an extra. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, like, you're, like, you're doing this little <laughs> Take it. Here's my arm. I'm thinking about getting a tattoo right here. What do you think? You know, but I think I think it's you know I look at other things, right? Like how families are affected and how kids are affected with school, and and you know I think kids have a hard enough time when they're in school all the time, and Mm -hmm. then you know when it went to virtual learning, and I think you know some people just don't have access to that, so some people were just cut out completely. You know, some people, some kids, I mean, they rely on those contacts with their mm-hmm. their friends at school for their mental health. And and when that's taken away, uh, that creates a toll. I think about, you know, unfortunately, we all know that there's kids that live in homes that are probably not the best home for them to live in. So mm-hmm. school was like their refuge. Especially here in Montgomery County, garbage and, parents. You know, so... <laughs> It's just terrible. <laughs> Color commentary. So, right. <laughs> Is there a heckler in here or something? Uh, but, you know, so those kids, they, they lost their refuge, right? Yeah. So so they had no way to, to get away from maybe an environment that, that's not good. And, of course, that leads to things like mental health issues and contemplating suicide or actually carrying out, uh, you know, a, a, an attempt on their life. And, and those are unfortunate things. And I think that we have to, you know, keep those things in mind. I mean, we had... Uh, 
I'm still on, you know, a member of the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force in the county. And we had our first meeting of the year in January. And that's one thing I hate about traveling so much because of the nature of the work I do. You know, those meetings are usually on a weekday at lunchtime, mm-hmm. which when I'm home is fine. But when I'm on the road working, I, d- I don't have the ability to, to get on those meetings. But fortunately, in January, I was home and we had our first meeting of the year. And the good news is, one of the good news is, uh, is that the, the, the website has launched uh, for the task force. So it's... Com- Was there a URL we com- can link? Communityhelp.org. Yeah, that's where I'm going to put Community help? Communityhelp.org. Dot org. I am staggered that wasn't already taken. So... Uh, no lie. I, I mean, yeah, that's something that you'd think someone would have, you know, I've got it from, I'll give it to you for $60,000. Yeah, right. So uh, so they, they got the website. It just, it just went, you know, up in January, I think. Uh, so it's still a work in progress, but the idea behind it is, you know, if, if you or somebody you know uh, is looking for resources and, and how to get help in different areas, depending on what the issue may be, uh, then there there's uh, links on that website to, to get to the resources that are available in Montgomery County for, for mental health services or, you know, help with suicide. And, you know, I know we've talked about it before, but um, you know, the crisis uh, intervention team or crisis assistance team that's with the Precinct 1 Constable's office, that's a mental, those are mental health officers that are part of that group. So, you know, if you're having an issue at your house or with somebody you love or somebody you know and, and you need help, but, you, you know, you don't just want to call 911, uh, you can specifically ask for, for this group of officers to come and they're specifically trained in how to deal with, you know, people with mental health issues. Um, you know, their, their number one goal is not to arrest people when they go to a, uh, a call. It's to help people mm-hmm. and, and get them to where they need to be to get the help that they need. So, you know, those are important resources that I think people should know about. And that, that's the whole point of the task force getting together to begin with when it started a little over a year ago, I guess now, um, was that they, we wanted to put together a single place that people could have resources uh, and find local resources in, in how to get help and not just, you know, the national numbers and all that kind of stuff, but but local um, resources that are available for help. So, you know, it's really important. It's really great that we finally got uh, that, that website up. And again, it's, it's, it's a work in progress. I mean, I encourage people to go there and, and see what's there. And if you have feedback, you know, certainly contact the task force and, and let them know what the feedback is. I have is. feedback. I know, I, I know I gave them mine when, when I talked to them uh, in January. So. I got I got feedback right now. <laughs> so when I want to find help, it's under construction. Yeah. So I can't find help. So what they're doing right now is, uh, you know, there's a Mosaics of Mercy is an organization in the county, and they've actually been the ones that have been collecting all of the resource yeah. information, and they've, you know, basically created this huge database of, of what all the resources are for different areas in the county, and they're working right now to try to get all that linked into this website. So, Well, would you say, like, the Tri-County Behavioral Health, those guys are, like, been here for a long time, yeah. and they do all sorts of spectrum of servicing the county in they different do. ways. They do. So would that be the primary adult connection? Well, like I think if, you're, if you or a friend I, or somebody is having issues, I think it depends on what you you know what the issue is and, and what the person's looking for, right? So there's there's a lot of people that that work with uh, Tri County that are part of the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention Task Force. You know, because we have many work groups uh, in the task. Because don't they work with like Precinct Four or something like that? So there's an office certainly out in Precinct yeah. Four, right? Because I live in I live in Precinct Four. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure but out. There's one right over here too. There's a big. Yeah, no, I remember hearing or... about a constable. They work with them. Like, if there's an issue with a person they think is having mental issues, Tri County somehow connects with the officer 
and they try to yeah so there's always communication and again the you know yeah. the the crisis intervention team that works with the precinct one constable's office i mean they're all interlinked right so yeah. i mean they all talk to each other um but it also shows other resources that are not government driven or you know county yeah. driven resources well because so. you got me thinking about what here local resources are there when it comes to these kind of issues because to me like and this is me just speaking top of my head usually it's a religious thing mm-hmm. like if you're part of a church they offer services sure. and stuff and then uh like i was i immediately thought of the tri-county because i've had them in the studio before and they yeah. kind of fit what you're trying to talk mm-hmm. about but then i guess the do i guess the schools do they offer like i, I don't really i never had a guidance counselor sure but I imagine that's so the, kind of their role the, today. So there's members of, of most all of the school districts that are in Montgomery County that are that are part of the Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention yeah. Task Force, and the, and they do have uh, resources available in the schools, uh, you know, for for kids that need um, some kind of mental health type uh, help. Um, so, th- so there are resources. Do, are there enough? I I'll never say there's enough resources yeah. for for this, you know. And and of course, my focus with the task force. I mean, I'm. For the work groups I'm on, I'm I'm the veteran and LGBTQ outreach lead for for the two the adult and pediatric suicide groups uh, that I, suicide prevention groups that I work with. Um, you know, so my focus has always been on you know what are the resources for you know military whether they're active or, or veterans it doesn't really matter to me, uh, and certainly the LGBTQ community um, and, and what resources are available in the county for for those folks whether mm-hmm. whether they're adults or children. You know, and, and the unfortunate part is, <laughs> truthfully, is that th- there are very limited resources in this county, certainly for the LGBTQ community. You know, majority of, of the resources available are probably more down in Harris County. Yeah, I'm at, yeah. Um, because that's what but I was... there are some here, and, and you know, it'd, it'd be nice if, you know, people started recognizing a little bit more that uh, uh, it's, not a li- it's not a choice. It's not a lifestyle choice. You're, you know, I was born this way. Well, do you think that prevents... I think it's... Uh, government's getting involved is that what you're trying to say is like there's, you, you say there's not enough resources like i, I imagine you got to start somewhere when you're trying to build resources sure and like how do you get to a an example that your our goal is for the lgbtq community well and i think it's more you know honestly i mean if somebody went to tri-county with the issue i don't think there'd be an issue with them getting help at tri-county yeah. right i mean i don't think there'd be that issue i it, it's not so much i think that um uh, you couldn't go somewhere and get help. I think that the issue is becomes more com- a comfort level for the person that's having yeah. the issue. Well, because like almost right? well, any oh. any nonprofit, you know, they have bills to pay. They usually have to get from grants. And you know, I think probably sad but true fact of Montgomery County, you know, there's only so much money to go around, especially for a new nonprofit, especially for one that's not. Hey, we're, we're a nonprofit, Montgomery County. Give us money. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the studio. <laughs> so uh, could it be more of the. The, the number of resources available, you know, Tri-County is great, but, you know, that's just one organization. There's not yeah. A or B or C uh, where you have options. Yeah. Well, you know, you're exactly right. And, you know, I think the other factor that comes into play, especially with the LGBTQ community, and and I'll say especially, you know, it, it's not only to, to kids, you know, somebody under 18, adults deal with the same thing too. But I think it's, you know, it's certainly a comfort level of being able to express who they are and not worry about any repercussions that come their way, right? I mean, I think that's a stigma that goes around with a lot of these issues, and, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, I I'm sure there's kids here that are that are like this, but I you know I, I wouldn't imagine that every you know teenager that goes to school in Montgomery County who who you know is a, is a member of the LGBTQ community but doesn't 
doesn't want to tell people about yeah. it, right? And and because they're afraid of what the repercussions well, school, are. Just of the school creates of that atmosphere for a lot of different. Well, yeah, school's ideas. a mean place. Yeah, right? like I mean, <laughs> well, I think that's what that's one of the downsides to what you're trying to do with the mental health. It's almost like you got to be aggressive with the outreach, you but do. you don't want to be. You know, it's like there's like a there's a tipping point to sure. it. And you're like you don't want to be overly aggressive, but it's kind of it's one thing to say, hey, we're here. You know, call us. But then it's like you got to almost encourage them yeah. to call, but you don't know how to, to get them to get like. Dude, well, that makes a lot of sense. That's like, you know, hey, let me know how I can help. It's hard to get the hell out of my face. Well, you, you, you know, let's say someone's going through something bad, whether it, you know, broken pipes or yeah. loss of a family member. You know, you got well-meaning friends, but they're saying, well, let me know how I can help. It's. That puts it incumbent on the person seeking help to say, okay, now i got to figure out how to phrase this to this person and right. see if it goes yeah, to the proper person. You know, but if someone says, hey, listen, I will be there with a truck or dumpster or something, it helps. And I think that's probably what you're going on about, what you yeah, were I, getting to. And obviously this last year you know, created some hurdles for the task force in general, right? Because before COVID started, I mean, a lot of our priorities that we had set for our work groups was – you know, how do we how do we spread the word? You mm -hmm. know, how you know, so we were talking about, you know, we wanted to, you know, go around to all the businesses, especially the large businesses that are in Montgomery County and and offer like lunch and learn type things. Right. Because, you know, like there's there's several of us on on the task force that are uh, certified to give, you know, like the talk saves lives, which is part of the American uh, Foundation for Suicide Prevention, AFSP. So they have a they have a program called Talk Saves Lives, and you have to go through a training course and uh, get there, uh, get certified by them to be able to give this this talk, which is basically about an hour long talk. But it talks about you know things you should and shouldn't do uh, if if certainly someone you know uh, you feel is contemplating suicide. Uh, but it kind of tells you the the high level view of here's what you do and here's what you don't do. Yeah. Right. So it kind of trains you a little bit of how to deal with a situation like that. You know. So so I'm certified to to give those talks. And and what we wanted to do is we wanted to try and get these lunch and learns so we could start spreading the word in the local you know communities um, to to let them know that well number one here's some you know helpful tips on how to deal with this type of situation because it's not like people don't deal with this. <laughs> Um, and, and second, let them know that there, you know, there's a group of, you know, 250 volunteers in this county that are part of this task force that are what? trying to improve all of this stuff. That's right? a lot of so, people. You know, well, it was amazing. I mean, the first meeting we ever had, the first public meeting, which I think was in, if I remember, gosh. That was a long time ago. Like a year <laughs> Judge Mack will probably kill yeah. me because I don't remember the exact uh, date. But I, I want to say it was in. March of uh, 19 is what I want to say. I thought mm -hmm. it's May of 19, maybe. Uh, but anyway, that first public meeting was up at the convention, you know, the Conroe Convention Center, Lone Star Convention yeah. Center up there by the airport. And there was like 450 people that just showed up. Wow. Standing room only. Um, and about, you know, 200 plus of us signed up to, you know, be actively involved. And we got, you know, we got to, you know, kind of give our dream sheet of the work groups that we'd like to be on. Cause I think there's like 12 or 13 work groups. Um, so you can, you know, your talents of you're, are going to fit so somewhere. Is all that info, like to be a volunteer and all that, is that community org? Yeah. You should, be, you should be able to, you know, go to the website and if you want to volunteer, okay. you, should, you can go there, you just contact the task force and, and you'll be able to, you know, they'll, they'll set you up. Right. Cause we're never going to turn a volunteer away. I think it's, uh, you know, we can never have enough volunteers for something like yeah. this. 
you know, and, and again, the task force is, is not a government entity. It's it's a total separate. I mean, sounds like a community. You know, Judge driven Judge Mac kind of was a, kind of one of the drivers that kind of instituted this. It's you know, suicide prevention and I mean, mental he, health issues. Are he's near probably and dear doing it because he's running for commissioner now. That's probably why he knew he did. That's why. Well, he's I can doing you know, I I can tell you partly why he's so involved in it because of the nature of his job that he has. No. He sees it firsthand and he sees what it does to people. He sees what it does to families and unfortunately, a lot of the calls, death calls, he goes on or suicide. Mm -hmm. And so that's why it's so near because he sees it firsthand. Um, and, and so, you know, he was one of the spearheads to this, but it's, it's not a government entity. It's not, you know, it's not funded by the government. It's a, it's a well, community volunteer yeah, organization. One thing that I'm, I'm enjoying about the, the website and what you're saying is, is there's a lot more options. You're not forced to do something. That's right. Because typically with the government, you're forced to do something <laughs> and it, or they have a, they have their ways. Sure. But with this allows the flexibility, especially with our diverse community here, it's like not everyone's the same. That's right. So we, we offer services for different levels of, like, you know, what's your expectation, you know, that's those right. kind of things. And I think it's a lot of comfort level, right? Again, yeah. it's, it's about the even the person that's in need. I mean, they're going to have a certain comfort level. Or they may be comfortable going to this organization, but not this organization. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you don't know, use and, us as and that's like, what's, photographs on our, on our website. Well, and that's what's pictures. difficult with, you know, the LGBT community because, you're, you know, you'll find a lot of folks in the LGBT community are not going to go to a faith-based organization yeah, to try to get help. I can see that. Right, because the only thing in the back of, of a lot of folks' minds in the LGBTQ community is, you know, they're going to try to convert me, and they don't want to— Or constantly judged. They don't, or constantly judged. Yeah. They just don't want any anything to do with it, right? So— um, so that's why it's good to, you know, have multiple resources, even for the same thing, because it'll be a comfort level for who somebody yeah. feels comfortable, you know, what kind of organization they feel comfortable going to. And, you know, I certainly, you know, when I got my first look at the website, you know, they put a lot of, uh, some links on there to some certain organizations and stuff. And I was very quick to point out that there's nothing here for veterans and there's nothing here for the LGBT community, like plastered on the front page. And I mm -hmm. said, it needs to. You know, it needs to be very visible that that's part of what this organization yeah. is about. Because so. everyone suffers. That's right. So equally, I mean. Different levels. Uh, I think, yeah. you know, different people suffer from different things, right? Yeah. And then different things trigger, uh, you know, what may cause a problem. And, uh, you know, that, that's something I'm always cognizant of. Uh, I mean, certainly being in the military, I mean, you know, like I've told you guys before, you know, my graduating class from the academy, I mean, all of us went to war. I graduated in 98. Uh, the war started in basically in 2003. Uh, and a majority, you know, all of us that were still in the military at some point or time had some, you know, direct impact on that on that war with Iraq um, and throughout their careers. And, and we've lost, you know, I think nine, I've lost nine classmates now. Uh, they've died by suicide. Man, um, a lot of you know we have a lot of classmates with issues with PTSD and uh, mental health and those types of things, and and so you know it's it's something that's really dear to me. I mean, I'm very fortunate that uh, you know I I don't suffer from any of those things, uh, but that's why I'm so passionate about making sure I'm part of organizations that provide help mm -hmm. uh, for that, and especially you know, and of course for me being <laughs> a member of the LGBTQ community, I think it's important that. You know, people see that somebody will stand up in a, in a public place and, and openly talk about LGBTQ type issues uh, and be a member of that community, not just somebody, you know, of course, we love all of our uh, supporters and allies. But I think it's, you know, it's I think it's of the utmost important that we have members of the LGBTQ community that aren't afraid to get out in public and talk about, uh, you know, any issue that comes up with it, whether it's lifestyle. I mean, if anyone asks me a question to myself about 
you know, how I dealt with it in my life, I, I, I wouldn't hesitate to answer them because, you know, I mean, the reality is I didn't accept myself until I was 27 years old. And so, you know, that's a long time to live uh, yeah. and, and not accept yourself. And so, you know, I can certainly understand, you know, people that are afraid to even tell, you know, to, whether it's tell their parents, tell anybody, you know, who they are. Because, you know, again, it, it, this is something that, <laughs> that you don't choose. Uh, you may fight it, um, but, but it, you don't choose it. And, and so I think, you know, education is a really important factor that comes into play. So communityhelp.org. So I was, you know, and so I'll just throw a little bit of politics in this point because Let's I was extremely <laughs> happy yesterday that the House, uh, the U.S. House passed uh, the equality bill. Uh, What's that? So, so this is a bill that, you know, will basically put the LGBTQ community in the same as the Civil Rights Act. So, you know, just. Huh. Gays have not been a protected class. We are not a protected class. Now, is that, hey, let like me work, ask you this. When you say protected class, I mean, now you're allowed to, like, sue people based off, like, well, your... Cause I'm, uh, in this, it's more of the sense of uh, someone in a wheelchair is protected, that, you know, there are certain legal ramifications. You can't do this now, job. Like, are you saying... Yeah, so you, you Or get sue. benefits. So, like, in the state of Texas... In the state of Texas, yeah. you can be fired because you're gay. That could be the only reason. Well, can't you, you get be fired for whatever? Well, Texas well, is employment yes. at will. Like they can they can do whatever. But but my point is is that they, they can they can, can actually say can because you're gay you're because fired. Because you're gay you're fired. So before could I have gotten fired because I'm a guy, and that's a protected like what how like what's protected from my class? Um, someone disabled. So if I'm disabled. Mm-hmm. Someone black. Okay. Someone so if Asian. I was fired because I was white. That's like I could get them in trouble, right? Yes, you cannot. Get, yeah, you cannot get fired because of your race. Okay, like, that so race be the is reason. okay. Yeah, but I'm trying to understand because when you say equality, and I was like, you know, I always wonder what, what really that meant legally, like on so piece of paper. See, when you see the thing that talks about, you know, you're protected based, you know, you, you can't be discriminated against age, race, race religion, blah blah blah. Okay, the the thing that is not in federal law is sexual orientation sexual identity that's weird that's not but i'm glad it is now that's well it's past the house that's the oh. first step, well, yeah, yeah, right? but, i mean it'd be stupid not to do past that because it's like why, it was, why do you want to hate i will tell people? you what was pretty disheartening uh, you know and, and this will be my comment about this but what was pretty disheartening about it was that you know there were only three republicans in the house that even that vote well what's in the bill and uh, the last time a bill like this came up in the house which i think was a few years ago i can't remember exactly when it was but i think there was eight Republicans that, you know, so it's like they're going the wrong direction, in my opinion, because well, this is an issue that has a majority of support from across the nation. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like so, no, no bummer, no, no, not bummer, no, it gets, mind, I'm it, getting there. It gets turned into, you know, to me, it gets turned into a lot of fear mongering. It's kind of yeah. like the bathroom bills, right? Well, is it so, and this is just me inquiring about the specific thing, because when I see our government doing bill stuff, I always feel that like the bill's true goal is 10% of what the bill is. The rest of those other stuff is added for some of the Well, yeah, stuff. I've been pretty vocal about there needs to be a change, a constitutional change to where whatever bill can't now, have Does this bill have tertiary. stuff that, like, it's not, has nothing to do with equality? It's more of like, oh, we just wanted to put it in there? I haven't seen anything. Again, I haven't read it cover to cover. Does that make right, sense? Because that's what they do. Well, sure. well I, what's I mean, making I, the headlines on it is the whole... Men saying I'm a woman getting into women's sports, which is part of the same bill. It is, and that 
if I, say, I can go I, back, just and, go for it, man. <clears throat> I'd say go for but, it. But here's the thing: so there was uh, a while back, there was a school bond election, and it was it was one bond, and it half of it was stuff that was needed, and half of it controversial. Like oh, been here, you been here, yeah, with the, the stadium, stadium and stuff like that, yeah, yeah. The, the Astro, you know, and. Well, we need like a million dollar well, stadium here. Dude. So it, it did not pass. But what they did is they split it up into two bonds saying this bond, this amount of money is going to go to fixing, you know, leaky roofs. And this money would go towards building a new stadium. And when it got separated to to bite sized pieces. When, when they passed that bond, is that how they found out all those instruments got stolen? Because they're paying for new instruments? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what I'm talking about. I don't know if A led to B. But what happened was, so unfortunately, too many times, and I'm not doing a direct comparison between that school bond and the Equality Act, but when something is so overreaching that people can't wrap themselves around it, it's because what makes the headlines is you're seeing a six-foot-four trans woman, I think I'm, I'm saying this right. Amanda woman. I'm trying to figure out how to uh, phrase this. I'm not it's sure right. of the nomenclature, so may, please Amanda woman. A, correct me. It'd be a trans woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, playing in a wo- woman's basketball team or something or or hurdle race. These are the things that are making the rounds on on Twitter and the news and stuff. Say go for it, man. And like Jay said, it's a lot, a lot of it's like the bathroom bill, which is so tertiary, I th- in my personal take, to what the, the bill's about. And that's why... There's pushback, unfortunate pushback, but that's it. why there is but pushback. Why, they, why does our government decide to do business that way? What way? Well, that's the way they present things. Like, oh, this is what I love, and I learned a little bit about this COVID stuff because you're like, oh, we need relief. We need like nine percent of the one point nine trillion dollar yeah, like, COVID bills it's going to COVID. Weird, yeah. It's like why call that the, needs to go like that. It started. Does that make sense? Yeah, it started a hundred years ago with okay, I need this bill passed, but hey, you know, to to get it passed, how about I throw in a farm subsidy for you? And it just grows over time to where literally nine percent of the COVID bill goes to COVID. Well, I know, but like, why couldn't why isn't there one person who gets a bill going? This is the only thing we're going to do. This is like the target. We're gonna we're gonna hyper focus because this. that's fighting against the establishment, which is why there needs to be. I don't know if it's a constitutional amendment or a law or something, but I'm telling you that's it needs to like, happen. So okay, let me ask you because you probably have a, a, a better understanding of how government works because you're from a foreign land. Sean, so, <laughs> um, so like I'm here and I'm like, hey, I want to make a equality bill and mm-hmm. this is what i want to target it's hyper focus it for you know rights and, and you know uh equality mm-hmm. nothing else mm-hmm. no other rulings no other anything and then i do i write it and then i go to the house right first well it depends it house depends. or senate one of the two chambers can it's, it's going to start start in one a bill. Of the two right yeah and i go hey i want to do this and then basically from what i understand is someone goes oh cool that looks really great i have an idea too can I put it on there? And I'm like, no, you can't. No, I'm putting it on there. Like, can you say no to these, like, the, any, the stacking any of, of it? Any kind of amendment that goes into a bill has to be voted on. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot, like, I don't, you know, when they do the COVID deal, I feel like they negotiated that for, like, two months. Like, what can we put in it? What can we not put in it? Let's not put this in there. Let's not put this yeah. in there. And it's like, why can't we just do COVID and then get that first and get that through? Because it's the establishment. Where, well, where and I think part of the COVID 
bill itself is it's a stimulus bill, right? So, so they're looking at how, what can they put in this bill to make sure they're injecting money into the economy? Yeah. So this, okay. this so, is not a bill that's just designed to, oh, we're going to put more vaccinations in arms. That's not what this bill is designed for. This yeah. bill is designed as a stimulus package just to make sure money is in getting all my injected pockets. into the economy. All my pockets. So Not my back pocket. So it's all my pockets. So that's that's you know why they look at all the angles they can of what can be included in there as far as, uh, you know, relief, right? So so to me, it's bad optics. Now I, I haven't again I haven't read the bill in its entirety, but again if I just give an example, right? So people would say, and I think I heard it here, why would there be like a farm stimulus part of the COVID relief package? Well, because they're trying to inject money into that. Now that uh, that falls well, under. It sounds like it was bad optics. Like it is to the average public well, that's person. That's how it's they think COVID presented. Bill, but no, it's just because a for the equality bill, there all you got to do is show a God. If I get this wrong, please please help me out here. A <laughs> biological male or someone born with the Y chromosome and all parts attached to it on a all-female X-chromosome team, and obviously that there's a physical advantage, that's what gets thrown around to say, because the numbers are like 0.00024%. It's almost nothing. But that that's how it gets going. So my idea is you have primary reasons to say a stimulus bill, and then you have a secondary reason for it, a farm subsidy. Because that sometimes you got to go secondary. It's the tertiary ones that are the problem. That's where um, I need a a bill to you know uh, give me something. Seatbelts. I need you know, seatbelt law. Okay, but you've got to for me to support the seatbelt law in this seatbelt law bill has to be something about fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage which has nothing to do with the seatbelt law, but that's how you get the support. And that's where my problem is. It's that tertiary ones that, that go down. Yeah, sure. And, I, you know, unfortunately, both sides do it, and they've done it for a long time. <coughs> I, I, I actually don't think it's as bad as it actually used to be. I think it used to actually be much worse with the type of pork they th- they threw on do bills. Do you think it's because of, like, social media? literally to... had nothing to do. People start realizing how much money is going into this. People as, asking questions because, you know, the jail joke, a billion here, a billion there, sooner or later you're talking real money when we're being told. I love that video that was uh, – it was a guy trying to get a loan, and it was a comedy video, but it was based on basically if you took, like, the numbers of the national debt and debt ceiling, stuff like that, and cut out, like, most of the zeros to where it was, like, based on a household situation and some guy trying to get a loan and putting it in those terms. It was brilliant because it's not a direct comparison, but it kind of shows you, okay, instead of $300 trillion a year, we're going to have, you know, $30,000 a year, and this is what it takes to get it and it's like well why don't we just take out the loan against your kids and you know then they'll take care of it down the line and that's what's been going on people are so this realizing country, does this now, country suck or something this country is the one of the youngest mm-hmm. most frontier-based honorary nations cool. in the universe that have enabled us as i said to do things in 200 years that no one could do in 2000 years we're the upstart and I mean, we went to mars up, apparently, <laughs> <laughs> did we? Did we go did to Mars? We? I don't know. <clears throat> so, 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 yeah, I, I hear you. You know, I mean, I, I don't like to see things that are completely unrelated to what a bill is about. Yeah, I, I don't like to see it 
Um, you know, unfortunately, it's it's people that play politics because it might be a politician that's up for re-election in a certain area, and he's trying to get something in the, mm-hmm. for I heard his that's, area. I heard so that's he has why something to say. Oh, look what I did. That's why Tech Cruz went to Cancun. You know, that's why kind I heard of thing. Um, but you know, it's really unfortunate that it turns into what it does, right? Yeah. Because so many things get turned into, uh, you know, fear mongering or whatever you want well, that, about a certain topic. We, I mean, it happened in Houston. I can't remember what year now, 2015, 2014, whenever the hero ordinance was, mm-hmm. was up. Cause it was the, it was basically the exact same kind of thing. It yeah, was Denise Parker. She was going rights, for a legacy bill. It was an equal rights ordinance that, you know, the, the opposition turned into a bathroom bill. That's exactly what Well, happened. that's what blows my mind is something that's universal as COVID's happening across the world. And each government had its own response. And I felt like our government didn't really have a response. It was like, oh, we'll just include it in other stuff. We were the wait, wait, wait. Our government produced the vaccines. I know, but I'm saying the way, like the way it was like, oh, we're already working. We'll work on that too. It wasn't like, hey, let's stop everything else and just try to figure this out within the, you know, because the first two weeks was shut down and then basically it sounded like no one knew what was going on. To me, that was the optics of it. Like, no, no, the first two like, weeks was shutting down as xenophobic. Then it was shutting down. Yeah, well, it was basically, it didn't seem like they knew what was going on. Yeah, well, no one did because it was, we were getting bad info from CDC, from WHO, from yeah. China. You know, so those are, that's why I love that Twitter thing about COVID a year ago. You get to see like the real time daily updates when you have the Surgeon General saying a mask won't do any good news reporting that and then a week later or Fauci saying this but not this CDC saying oh it's going to stay a week on uh, solid services then the next day no it's not it was all over the map well then also the money injection stuff for like businesses closing down and then the individuals getting you know the, the, the PPP loans yeah and stuff like that I feel like that happened real like once and that was kind of like it and it's like, good yeah, luck. We don't know if we don't know what happened. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's <laughs> like, exactly but it's happened. basically like it, it was the way I felt about it was we don't really know how long this is going to go on for, even though the world, we're the ones that can kind of control what you do. But we're just going to do this one time deal. and We might come back to it. We might not. Mm-hmm. We don't know because we don't like Trump right now or we don't like the other Orange side. Orange man bad. And it's like we have to figure it out because I think that's what kind of weirds me out today is I'm pretty sure like they were talking about doing another stimulus thing. But it, like that didn't ha- it hasn't happened yet. I'm like, well, no. Wait, why is that? Is that just because it's it, like putting in bills and stuff? Like they're that's it's well, still they, in committee. Well, they passed another bill not that long ago that was six hundred dollars, right? Yeah, so. I remember getting that. <laughs> and but, of course, then that turned the whole two thousand. Well, we just gave you six hundred, so our two thousand is now going to be. But yeah, so again, it becomes. And I think what's else and what's convoluted. silly what's silly about this conversation is. That's how simple people are taking it. It's like, where's my money? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't. I, I, if you make a basic promise, you need to basically keep it, or people are going to take it at its basic term. If you promise two thousand dollars, you don't start saying that. Well, there was six hundred that actually wasn't my administration, but we're going to count that towards it. So it's only fourteen hundred, and now we're going to instead of getting that, we're going to bomb Syria. But we'll get back to that. You uh, know, you're it's just, an idiot. No, seriously, this is what happened you're, yesterday. You're filling the pork conversation. You're pork in the conversation. My pork in the conversation. You're pork in the conversation. No, what I'm saying is people are waiting on this money that's just not happening. Yeah, well, that's what I'm but saying. But other like, things are. Yeah. Well, and I think the other part of that has to come into play here, and I certainly recognize it, is that the majority of Americans uh, do zero research on, any, oh, yeah. on anything uh, in the political world. 
right? The, mm -hmm. Whether they see something on their Facebook feed or they see, you know, happen to watch the you know local news or the nightly news. I'm not talking about cable news shows because mo most people don't watch cable news shows. Mm -hmm. um, so they'll just get a small snippet and they, you know, they, they don't research. They don't look at anything. They just take whatever they see for face value. And that's the only thing they have to go on and they run with it. Um, you know, so that's the other part of the, in my opinion, the problem that comes into play is that people don't do any kind of independent research when it comes to any of this stuff, right? I got to say, hand in hand with that could be because, <clears throat> you, you know, you've heard me say anytime a headline includes uh, an indefinitive uh, should, could, might, uh, a question mark, does, hmm. that's not a headline. That's not a news story. That's an opinion piece. Does COVID kill you? You know, but people will take that and remove the question mark or remove the indefinitive mm -hmm. to, you know, instead of does COVID do this? Oh, COVID does this because the headlines answer. And I, so with this lack of, of research, as you're saying, that uh, I, I think that probably plays a big part of that. Oh, I think it plays a, a huge role in it, right? I, I think uh, anytime I see a headline that seems quite outlandish to me, I believe um, it. I'll go. I'll go. Make sure I look at. You know, I'll start looking for it in several different other yep. news sources to see if somebody. Because I'm like, if it's really this big and it's really this, mm -hmm. every major network is going to pick this up. Well, we've been trained by and, Trump because you're like, what the hell is this guy saying? I got to figure this out now because <laughs> I have no idea what he's saying. So, so you know, it just most people don't do that, right? So, so you know, that's that's why too many people get into arguments with their neighbors, and, yeah. Well, and quite like, honestly, with some of their friends because they take one piece of information and they don't look for any corroborating information, and that information may or may not be completely factual. And yeah. most things you're going to read or not, you usually have to read several different news right. sources to get the answer and right? multiple you, because you can put it together. Anyone can get a report to back up only their stance right. from anywhere. And you can manipulate data to do the same yeah. thing. Yeah, they did that in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, I, I had to transition because we got to go. <laughs> that was a great way to end that, right? <laughs> All right, Dick and Skippy in the morning. Jay, thank you so much for yeah, coming sure. out. Uh, CommunityHelp.org for yep. uh, its behavioral... The Behavioral Health and Suicide Prevention yes. Task Force. So if you or if you know anyone uh, that needs help, or re reach out to CommunityHelp.org for the Montgomery County uh, area. And also, the, I mean, the world, basically. I mean, it has, That's right. That's information on that stuff, too. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and then also jstillberg.com, right? Yeah. Or to dot .org. Let me see what I dot .com. Dot .com. Okay, check that out if you want to follow Jay, see what he's doing politically, always doing something. And, uh, Sean, are you Dude. just looking at me? I hope you have a good weekend. I do. Big events happening, Two. guys. So make sure to get out and check out those events. we got Texas Independence Day celebration on Saturday. Here in downtown, mm -hmm. and then we have the craft brew. So I think it's like a walk or something at Margarita, I don't or know. staggered, depending, uh, yeah. on who's, depending on how much you and get. And then we got the Lone Star Showdown at the Lone Star Convention Center. And don't don't forget the Tom and Jerry movie. And oh, okay, cool. <laughs> All right, Tom and Jerry movie. Go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how it is. Uh, it's ten fifty six. We got great programming coming your way on Lone Star Community Radio. Full calendar, irlonestar.com. We'll see you guys on Monday at nine o'clock for the next Dick and Skippy in the mornings.